talk to y'all before the thing. I'm just starting it like this. Y'all couldn't hear the shit last week. I think y'all can hear it this week. If the... Alright, there we go. There we go. Bro, I swear my Apple Music always be clowning. Let me just go to YouTube. Let me just go to YouTube. Brooklyn, it happened again, bro. Didn't even wanna... I can tell from your face. You were like, oh, god damn it. Like, I just don't know why. I just don't know why it does that every fucking time. It's like, why do I pay for this? I might, I might just it makes me want to switch to Spotify. Yo, you got to man, you gotta leave that Apple shit alone, bro. Like, jeez. Anything Apple, leave it alone, man. No, I'm an Apple guy. You, you shut your mouth. I, I fuck. Nah, with. Apple is <laughs> shitty. <laughs> but this is the vibe I'm on. Hopefully, it played the right version. Oh my gosh, an ad. Oh, just Look like you, broke. What's gonna happen when you had to get on YouTube, bro? Cut it out. Broke nigga shit. But this is the vibe I'm on this week. YouTube, y'all don't get this. This shit is hard. This is the best album I've heard in a long time. I was shocked. That's okay. Nigga had young boys sound like you look malnourished. Let's get some bread, fried an egg. Yo, you're drowning in syrup. You can spot. I pick a tail number and we could be tourists. Let's go to Cannes and watch a couple indie movies that you never heard of. Listen to bands, we when we dance. Disco in France, smell some perfume. Head in the wind. We can switch off. I can show you how you can really exfoliate skin. If you got a man, you should cut it off. Get your passport, cause we run it off. We can sit and talk. You can tell me everything that's on your chest, baby. Get it off. You are my type. You a bright light. And I'm like a moth. This is not a game. But before we start, what's your name, girlfriend? What's your name? What's your name? Ty Dollar just coming at the right point. Like, my God. Tyler knows what to do. You don't get the name, girlfriend. What's your name? Yeah. What is your name? What do you bring? I ain't like Young Boy before this. I was shocked. I even looked into like the Young Boy Kevin last night. That's how much I was in the Young Boy. I was like, Solid, solid, man. That shit is hard. I played a Wayne verse, but that's air too horn. much. What, what y'all saying? Where the air horns at? Oh, I swear. Right <laughs> I got it. I got it. Y'all said something. Yeah, I, was coming, I was coming to play that, but welcome, 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 everybody to the show. How are y'all doing this week? This is episode 199. One episode away from 2000. And then I'm about to, I'm in the process of moving. It's just a lot. I have a lot to do before tomorrow. I'm Okay, let me ask y'all a question. If I, I'm moving tomorrow. If, if they cut you, if you tell Cox to cut your internet off on the 28th, do they cut it off at 12 p.m., like 12 a.m. tonight? Or do they cut it off tomorrow? Like when you wake up. See, I don't know how that works. Or when it's, you move it's into probably the probably going to be some weird ass time in the middle yeah. of the night. I was going to guess. I wouldn't it. have cut it off at all, bro. You should have just mm-hmm. hit him up like, yo, I'm going to be in a new spot on this day. Transfer on this day. See, I thought, OK, that's what I did. But they said you had to see. I should have I thought nah, you had to cut it off mine, when you did. Mine didn't. I just kept like the same account. I kept it on. And then whenever I moved, I was like, just transfer my shit. And it was like some little remote shit they did. They even had to come to the crib. Nope. Just like cut it on. 
Real. See, you right. And it, it was pro- automatic. Like I everything's to probably gonna turn off at three a.m. tonight. Like it's at like three. Fuck, bro. So I got to be hurt. I, I got to get everything. I got to get shit. everything edited and uploaded before tomorrow. So if you listen to this and it's late, y'all know why my internet cut off. But if you listen to it on the right proper time, that mean I was Superman, nigga. And y'all should fuck with us. But we fuck <laughs> with y'all for listening, man. Let me introduce my niggas, man. Brooklyn, what is up, my guy? How are you doing this week, sir? Doing good, baby. Doing good. You know what I'm saying? Thea was at the lake house with her, uh, with her country folks. So, you know. I was big chilling this weekend. I ain't really do much to be honest with you. I was sitting my ass at home. You was just enjoying yourself, man. You was just it, taking a deep breath because I gotta say, you you're a damn good daddy, B man. I'm proud of you, bro. Like I don't, I know I never tell you this like ever, but like I think men should tell each other that, man. You you you, you do a good job, fam. So like you probably enjoyed your break. I did, I did. I was like, I, at first I was about, to, I had like a list of shit I was gonna do, and then I thought about it and I was like. Nigga, if you don't go grab that beer and sit down. And that's what I did all day yesterday. I played 2K for like the first time in forever and shit. Isn't that fire? Like, I, I started playing COD again. I'm waiting for Doom to hit me up, man. I'm back in it, Doom. I'm back man, here. It's whenever you ready, bro. Whenever like, you ready, man. I'm swear, once, the, once I'm in the new spot, it's over with because I'm back. I had to delete everything off my PlayStation, mind you. I hate that Call of Duty takes up that much fucking space. Like, yeah, I, literally, I literally only downloaded Warzone in multiplayer and I only have like 200 megabytes left. That's maybe one game more. So, like, I got to be very careful on which game I add. Bro, it's fucking horrible. Doom, though, me and Doom was in the back when it was he. They made the file smaller. When you first got on that bitch, that shit was huge. That shit was huge. It was like it took up all my PlayStation legitimately when it first came. Yeah, I'm happy I they got- made it smaller. I got a, a terabyte of my shit and Call of Duty by itself take up at least 70% of the storage. That's fucking nice. Like all three games. They got Warzone, Cold War, and Modern Warfare. Yep, all and campaigns like for both pack. of them are huge. Yep. Huge. Huge. But, Doom, how you doing this week, bro? Fresh cut. I see you, man. I, I, I yeah, man. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to not look crazy out here, man. They, they about to start bringing my ass back to the office. Like, the remote shit is coming oh to so you about to have to go back in oh no yeah man it's <laughs> it's crazy bro okay. it's crazy. welcome back to society nigga i've been having yeah, to go to the man. office for months right that's oh. what I, get your ass up <laughs> that shit crazy bro well the reason why is because the company that i work for they based out of california ah, so okay california was like the strictest niggas they was mm-hmm. tripping so i guess they didn't want to like bring one branch back while the other niggas were still at home. So they was like, we could just bring everybody at the same time. So we was waiting on California. And now California, like, all right, nigga, we we open. So it's time to go back. Okay, okay. See, so you're going to be back in the morning? You're going to have to wake up early again? Yeah, bro. Ooh. It's going to be fucked up, man, to start waking up at like 6 a.m. Some fucking pants on now. Mm-hmm. Uh, had to start, Vomit. like, wearing slacks and shit again, man. Vomit. I'm like, so- nigga. I will be at the crib in my drawers, bro. Nigga. (laughs) Be Zoom meeting up like a motherfucker. I got a little, like a little stand on the side of my desk. And I just got like a little collar shirt whenever we gotta do the video meetings. (laughs) And I just throw the collar shirt on, still in my drawers. As soon as that bitch over, take it off. (laughs) I don't blame you. See, Bino, that's why I'm glad we are in a profession. 
unless like I switch to TV, which I'm not, I don't see for the foreseeable future for a while. I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick in my, my radio audio bag. Cause I'm killing it right now. I got something to tell y'all off. Here. I can't tell y'all on air. Cause it's some, it's some shit, but you feel me when you can wear whatever you want to the studio, nigga. Don't matter. Up, like I be pulling up in all kinds of crazy shit. Like maybe one day I pull up with the bandana on another day. I pull up. I got on like the short shorts. I come in there with all kind of different shit on. Bro, I be wearing flip flops sometimes, my nigga. Flip flops and socks, chilling, exactly. nigga. Basketball shorts, got my shirt on. It don't matter as long as I sound good. Now they might start live streaming our shit, so mm. I'm, I'm I'm about to have to look. I'm about to have to look right because like you gotta look at, I could I could talk about some of it. I could talk about some of it. They asked me my thoughts on like how to because I'm about to get like an upgrade and like what I think we should do. And I was talking about like live stream YouTube and shit. So. When all my shows over there, which are about to be more, which I'll tell y'all off here, about to be maybe live streamed. So I don't know. Like, I, but I'm enjoying it right now. I enjoy the. I can go to work in PJs if I want, nigga. Like, obviously, I wouldn't do that, but I could. But now you got to shirt. I mean, this motherfucker said he got to put on slacks. Doom yeah, whoa, nigga. Nigga, it was even worse when I was at MGM. Oh, I believe. Like, oh no, I believe slacks, that. Button <laughs> down ties, nigga. Like you had to be, Steve you had to be on point, man. <laughs> nigga said Steve Harvey. <laughs> At least this one is more. It's more relaxed. You can wear like a collar shirt and be. You still gotta be, you know, business casual. Business casual, yeah, no, for relaxed. sure. See, that's the one thing I can say about radio and TV. You can, as long as you're not in front of the camera on TV, you can wear whatever the fuck you want. And like, yo, the first time I'm gonna have to wear slacks in, in about. Who's the last time I wore it? Probably a funeral in like months. I got to wear it on my birthday because my girlfriend, when we go eat, wanna, she going to wear a dress and she want me to. Yeah, where y'all going? Probably, gonna... pa- probably the Pamploma, nigga. That's the, that's, that's the best restaurant in Lafayette. Don't, don't be fooled. Like, let me tell the camera. I thought you was going to say Rafino's. That's what well, everybody nigga... See, okay, okay. Let me be honest with y'all. Rafino's, that used to be my spot. My girl started, my girl, like, uh, cause you know, she's trying to be a chef and whatnot. She apprenticed over there for a little bit. Right. And it's not all fire behind the curtain. It's not all fire. I'm not I feel like that's people, every restaurant though. I'm not yeah. going to put their business on blast, <laughs> but like not everything's fresh though. But like at Pamploma, the price is worth what you get. Right. Like yeah. it's fi- like doom and, and B might know, but it's like small inside. It not everybody can go there, nigga. And if you get in there, it's all it's that that should do be exclusive. Like half the time they open up for something, it'd be exclusive as fuck. I ain't and, they, and they always have events on holidays, like it's exclusive as fuck. Like best restaurant in Lafayette is slept. Like, not a lot of niggas know it because of the Rufinos, the Ruth Chris's, the fucking the Charlie G's nigga. But like Pamploma, that's the wave. That's yeah. the wave. I feel like Lafayette got a fire little restaurant scene. I don't know. They do. They really do. And like, I know this isn't the Lafayette segment, but for all the listeners outside of Louisiana and Lafayette, just bear with us. They they do. Like, there's like a, there's like a good hipster food scene with things like Viva La Waffle, French Press, like, just like the, not the chain restaurants, the local things that are trying to do cooler, quote unquote, cuisine. Like, it's fire. I'm not going to lie. Central Pizza. Other than other than New Orleans, there is no other place that you should be trying food at when you come to Louisiana because That's all of it is chain restaurants. Baton Rouge is chain restaurants from the time you get over there 
to the time you exit uh, East Baton Rouge Parish. It ain't Baton Rouge is a legitimate college town. Like, and if it's not a college town, it's a hood. Lo- you're in a hood location. Like, yeah, they yeah, got some. Sure. They got some them. gyms in Baton Rouge, but like Brooklyn said, it's it's mostly chains, nigga, because of LSU. Yeah. Yeah. So Lafayette is the only and I'm not eating in Lake Charles, nigga. Fuck. You got me here. fucked up. You got <laughs> Why would you be doing that? You don't even like yourself if you do some shit like that. Like you might as well just wait till you cross over and get to Beaumont, nigga, and eat there before you eat or go to Houston, nigga, and before you eat in Lake Charles. Salmonella, real quick. Hold on. <laughs> and I'm not eating at Shreveport neither, nigga. Fuck that. Shreveport, Shreveport is like fucking um like Baton Rouge. Ain't nothing but chain so same thing with this shit over here in Monroe. It's ass. Oh, damn. For the most part, they got some they got some local shit, but for the most part, chain restaurants move. See, Doom, is that is Las Vegas? I feel like Las Vegas got to have like the, the, the low key spots. Like, I feel like it's well, not all tourists and chain. It's not. Nah, it's, it's not. They got a lot of they call it like a it's a foodie city. Okay. Like it's just hella restaurants and they do like a bunch of I always of see y'all shit. on TikTok. Like, always yeah. see niggas talking about Vegas is one of the best food attractions. You yeah, they got they got some decent spots, but I think for me, like I missed going to Lafayette where they got restaurants that's really about the food. Like a lot of the places here, bro, they'll have like those little TikTok spots. It'll be about the experience more so than the food. Like there's restaurants where you can go in there and there's like a fucking hidden room that turned into a club and shit. And they like, oh, TikTok. you gotta check this shit out. And it's like. <laughs> But the food ass, like, is is all that shit, and it's cool. You get to take some Instagram pics and shit. But the food ass, like, like the ice bar, is, yeah, something like that. Like that's one of them. But I feel like when you when you go to Lafayette, you can go to a fucking hood spot, like a little spot that's you look at the outside, you like, nigga, I don't know if there's a house or a <laughs> restaurant or what, and go get the best shit of your life, bro. That's a you fact. Know what I'm like, That's a fact. And they, they got a lot, lot of underground, like plate lunch people now doing shit in yeah, Lafayette. Bro. It's a lot. Like, so shout out to Lafayette food scene. But all right, let's get into it, man. We got a lot to get into this week. Like I said, this is the final week in the OG studio. Rest in peace. Like, and by the time you hear this, shit, I, I think we're, Brooklyn, we three years deep in this bitch? Is it three? We go three. All right, so yeah, three-year anniversaries like this week. So shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to my niggas, man. I appreciate y'all being on this journey with us. Shout out to B, shout out to Doom, shout out to Schubert, shout out to uh, Justin, shout out to Chrissa, Ian, uh, Mo Black. Shout out to everybody who works with us. Christian, the whole network, whether you was on the network before, shout out to Cam, Nick Grand. Shout out to Lucia, London. Shout out to everybody who's been on the network. Julian, shout out to my guy, Charles. Fuck with all y'all. This is the three-year anniversary. Going on year four. Year four, we got some big changes. Trust me. Niggas about to go on tour. Me and Chris about to go on tour. Me and Shu about to go on tour. Shit's about to be lit. If these two niggas live by me, people beg for us to do... People beg for us to host shit. And I'm always like, it's not the right time. <laughs> like, niggas will call me be like, yo, we want, we want bros who think to come to a live pod. I'm like... Unless you got a monitor and some Wi-Fi, nigga, it's not about to happen. I need a projector. <laughs> nah, we need to figure that shit out. Or if y'all want to pay for that. my niggas to fly here, it's either one of two things. You give me a projector or you give me money to get these niggas here and we'll do it. But if not, nigga, y'all better just wait. <laughs> y'all just got to wait. But when we do do it, oh, that's going to be a moment. That's going to be a moment. Like, I can't lie to y'all. As fun as, like, potting is each week. When me and Krista did that live show... That shit was different. That shit was different. Yeah, I could imagine. 
That shit sound fire. I ain't gonna hold you. No, that's that shit is different. It's it's a different it's a different beast because people get to, you know, get into. It. But we got a lot to get into. Y'all saw the verses. I know me and Doom was watching the verses. I watched the whole thing. That was the first one where I tuned in from like the pre-show all the way through to the end. Same. That was the first one. And I'm saying I, they had some legendary ass verses, but it was some about this one. It kept me entertained the whole time, bro. Is this one? I don't want to say it. I'm not gonna say it's the best. It was the most. I'm gonna I'm I'm say it. It was the most. I knew it was gonna be because Soldier Boy is the greatest performer of all time. I said, I don't give a fuck what Michael Jackson said. Big Draco, Big Draco, Big Draco. best performer of all time. I'm sorry, MJ. Draco. I'm sorry. You big, to, he, he, the, he the most. He one of the most entertaining. You out your mind saying he the best performer, but I I, I was entertained. Big Draco, man. He had I was Draco. entertained. Shad did his thing too. Got to give Shad he his props. Did. He did. He did. That's one thing that I will say. I underestimated Bow, and I want to apologize to this man publicly, bro. I, I I doubted him, and he put on a fucking show like. There was a lot of times in the show where I was like, it's looking slow for Big Draco, man. It was. I didn't like that he played his Make It Clap song three times. Didn't like it. Yeah, he he fucked up with that. And and Versus was using She Make It Clap as the song they were using to promo the event. So I was like, bro, why are you even, why did you even think I should play that right now? If they've been using that shit to promote the, the fucking event the entire week, the entire month. Big Draco yeah. said, I don't give a fuck. My song going number one again. I don't I don't blame him. Uh, yeah, he, he did have like a current viral ass song. So I don't doubt him. Like I don't I don't blame him for taking advantage of that. Also, I'm sure it got the because there was a live audience. So I'm sure that got the audience bobbing. You know what I'm saying? The, I, the I audience was the, whack. Let's be honest. The, the niggas in the crowd yeah. was whack. They wasn't putting their hands up when Shad was asking or when Soldier was asking. Also, I don't know if I liked academics being there. And that's not hate. Weird. Nah, it was weird. That's not hate. I just didn't like seeing him there. When he would say something and Bow Wow would say something back to him, I was like, nigga, I just don't yeah. I didn't mind that he was there. It's just he was actually a ass DJ. Because Bow DJ was going crazy, bro. He was. And Charisma was doing her thing at two at, at first. And then Bow was like, I'll pay you 20 million. If, I mean, 20,000 if you could get it right. I wonder if Academics got that 20,000. Yeah, man. Because Bow, Bow DJ, every song that he played, he knew to start the song on Bow verse. Back. Even if it was like a feature. Fucking act was just pressed and play on Apple Music. Shit was starting from the very beginning. We gotta sit through two Drake verses to get the soldier shit. Soldier and boy. it's like, come on, dude. Like versus the shit. That nigga I act him that, said, that, Where that your verse at? <laughs> yeah, man. He had all that shit set up just to hit play on Apple Music. Nigga wasn't DJing at all. Like, nigga, I could have did that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Who you who you had winning, Doom? Because I had it close at first. I had I had soldier winning, but I can say if anybody say that Bow won, I can't argue it. I had soldier winning as well, but it was like super close. And I understand if you say Bow Wow winning, I give Soldier Boy credit because he was out there by himself. The Romeo rounds I gave to Bow, even with the Romeo rounds, I still had Soldier Boy winning because like he won them early ones with Pretty Boy swag. With yeah. turn my swag up, all oh, the bird walk. He won them earlier rounds. Bow Wow didn't start winning to me until he played his face off older nigga shit. 
Well, he knew he had to do that. I knew he was trying to save it in the bag. So I, I, I knew he was going to wait a little while to play them shits. But Big Draco is Big Draco for many reasons. <laughs> and for the most part, my man, you got to give my man his flowers. I, I see what Bow did, bringing on a special guest or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And Romeo's out there sucking dick. But Big Draco did that shit by himself, bro. He so, brought he brought out Fridge. That's the only person he brought out. Write and produce his own motherfucking songs at 16. Facts. Big Draco yeah. did Facts. Chart topping songs at 16. That's well, a fact. Produced by him. His name is not on any of them writing credits. No, it's yeah. either T.I., J.D., The Brat. Like, that's who wrote all his shit. And you could just hear you. I heard it more last night. I was like, ooh, this is. I hear when it's T.I. when he's getting older. I hear J.D. when it's young. Like. Yeah. Now, I got I to gotta ask y'all this. When y'all watching verses, do y'all judge strictly off the music? Are all y'all taken into like the performance aspect of the live event? Is sure. that I do like, performance as well too? I yeah. know if people hold weight on that, like the performance aspect, then Bow might have won easy. Cause I feel like Bow Wow performance and a stage present at the actual event was way better, even in the rounds that he lost. You know but what I mean? I was waiting for this for his entire his entire life for him to become relevant again. He'd been waiting for this day. For like 20 years, my nigga. He could not wait to be relevant again, bro. That's he. I, I did not blame him for pulling out all the stocks. <laughs> he said, I I he said I'm trying to sell a tour. Y'all better be at that Millennium Tour. And I'm happy I got tickets. I'm going to be in the building. I got tickets last year. No, listen, I had them with COVID. I remember. I had them with COVID. And then I couldn't get my money back because I bought it on a prepaid card before I had. Well, y'all know me. I was cashing it only. Now I'm in the credit. I'm in the debit card game now. But before then, prepaid card, so I couldn't get my money back. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to keep the tickets. And after watching this Versus, I'm hyped for the Millennium Tour. That shit going to be lit. I get Soldier Boy, Bow Wow, Omarion, B2K. It's going to be fire. Wait, what you said, dude? I said they actually honoring the tickets? Yeah, no. Everybody who that's, that's got them and didn't get their money back can go. And they still selling more because they like up, they yeah. upgraded the venue or something. Some shit. Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what they did with all the festivals and and tours, they was like, they gave you the option to get your money back or you can um, keep it. it for yeah, this, That's why, though, I use credit cards for everything, bro. Because, like, the same shit happened with my cousin. He had bought tickets to the Pels game right before mm. COVID. And then COVID hit. And the game, obviously, the game wasn't in person. Like, they couldn't. Mm -hmm. And they was just like, you shit out of luck, dude. So they're not Nobody honoring him a ticket for another, like for a I random think, game? Yeah, I think they'll let him get a ticket at a future event, but okay. I would have wanted my bread back, especially like in that period of time yeah. when everybody was out of work and shit. Like it was. I wanted my money back at that run time. Me <laughs> run me my shit back. I, I at least definitely the credit card company, you could hit them up like, hey, them niggas not giving me my money back. They canceled the event and the credit card company will give you let shit. Let me handle it. <laughs> yeah. That's a fact. That's a fucking fact. But I'm excited. So yeah, I had Draco winning too. But I definitely thought Bow had a good performance. I will yeah, say this. I, I think Bow outperformed him. Facts. So I think Soldier was more entertaining won, though. Yeah, for sure. But but I think Soldier was just talking mad shit. Like, said, you they, sell legs. <laughs> <laughs> like they told this nigga to talk spicy to sell the the shit, and he ran with it. Like he was talking spicy. Honestly. Wait, what'd you say, B? I said, I think they just told him to be himself because he's like that as soon as he yeah. wakes up. Yeah. And he was, man. And it just worked. It just, it worked 
so, so well. Shout out to Big Draco. Shout out to Bawa. But the moment of the night that was cap. They had a lot of cap going on, but I'm not going to call out all the cap. But the biggest cap moment when Romeo had the nerve, the nerve to say Bow Wow was Michael Jordan. He was Kobe and Soldier was LeBron. What the fuck? Like, this is wild. Romeo was sucking mad dick. (laughs) He was sucking mad dick. That right there, bro. I think people let it slide because it was like a feel good moment for the culture. But this nigga done lost his mind. My nigga. How much he paid him to say that? Soldier gave him a chance to play three songs mid-set. And you didn't even have three, my nigga. Talking about you can't do a versus without me. Like, what the fuck was he playing? What was that last song? I did I did not know it. That was some new kid shit. That was some new I'm New like, Orleans kid nigga, that he produces shit. Nobody I had- ever heard this. Like... <laughs> You you pulled up to a versus playing a song that nobody ever heard, my nigga. <laughs> he made New Orleans look bad. I'm gonna be honest. We took Louisiana took an L last night with Romeo. We were getting a lot of dubs. That was an L last night. Romeo had the nerve to say he was Kobe. What the Kobe fuck? Yeah, L for New Orleans, bro. Because every time <laughs> he opens his mouth, he do something dumb, bro. Or he like, or he he be taking like the bad deals, bro. Like he should have came out there and did that ICDC, boy. He would have had that club jumping. <laughs> That nigga said Kobe. He was Kwame Brown, nigga. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he was. Kwame Brown gonna come yeah, for you, nigga. Kobe. I lied, Kwame. I lied. That's a joke, man. You were solid, my nigga. Draco Milicic. <laughs> Yo, this nigga here, Romeo had the rap snacks. That nigga was just trying to pub everything he had. Soldier did him a favor. Yeah, he, he, he used delicious. every second of them little three minutes. That nigga promoted rap snacks. Promoted a new song. Niggas started announcing some new little niggas that he, he pushing. Like, God damn, nigga. Get the fuck off the stage. We trying to see Bow and Soldier. That's a fact. <laughs> oh, shit, nigga. That was just hilarious. I saw the, like, the little mama, Jay-Z, Alicia Keys picture floating saying Romeo, Bow yeah. and Boy. <laughs> Oh, man, they wild for that. <laughs> oh, shit. Romeo was bad. But other than that, that was a fire battle. I'm not going to lie. Only other thing that topped it was Gucci Jeezy, maybe Teddy Riley and, and Babyface because of that was fire. I think this was better than Earth, Wind, and Fire and Isley Brothers. I'm going to keep it a bean. It was. First of all, when you say that, it's Steve Harvey versus the uh, Isley Brothers and Earth, Wind, and Fire because he just <laughs> kept interrupting them. So it was, vers- it was Steve Harvey versus the old heads. <laughs> yeah. I prefer academics to Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, real talk. Thanks. <laughs> but real shit, bro, what it is, is I feel like the verses need actual, like, spice to it. They do. Like, it's it's not entertaining when everybody coming together. Oh, we celebrating each other music. No, nigga, y'all that's get at each other top, bro. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's why I fuck with, with Soldier and Bow because they understand that, yo, we could be on stage and we can jose at each other and all this shit, but at the end of the day, it's still love. But you still putting on a, a uh, an event. event. Yeah, you still trying to sell nigga. something. Yeah, you know that's I mean? a fact. And it was it was built on the fact that this is a battle. And that's another yeah. reason why I like this one. So right. I, shout out to Soldier and Bob, man. I don't know if it's gonna be tops for the next one, but you know, fire. In still in the world of music. I played it at the intro, but my God, that title of the creator album. I just gotta give him a round of applause. Hold on, let me make sure y'all can hear this. Cause like I said last week, I was clowning with my sound effects. <laughs> round of applause. 
Tyler Creator, my goodness. Like, Tyler has now entered this category of he's got to be considered with the Drakes, Kendricks, and Coles. He has to be. I was literally about to ask you that. Yeah, it's it's wild because I was just about to say, was this the album that took him to that S tier of niggas? I, I would say Igor probably did. Like, if you if we really look back at it, but I think this is the one that cemented it. I think like Igor was like, okay, this nigga Tyler really doing something special. Flower Boy was like, okay, that's cool with this nigga doing over there. And it is the run of Flower Boy, Igor, and then this to go yeah. back to the Goblin era and revamp it with your new shit. I mean, what can yeah. you say? That shit was amazing. That's the first album that like even the J. Cole album, like I listened to for a week. And I ain't listen to that shit again. And like during that week, I would listen to other stuff in it. This week, uh, so far, it's been nothing but Tyler. I haven't touched anybody else's album. It's just been that album. And that album's been great. And then the fact that he produced it all and then got DJ Drama to, to, to do drama shit on it. That was hard, bro. And what was crazy, bro, is I remember like in the in the actual Gangsta Grills era, I used to hate that this nigga would be screaming on the songs. That ass? For whatever reason, that shit fit with Tyler's shit so hard. And I would have see, I always it. loved that, man. I always was like, I'm big DJ drama not. nigga. You know what that well, one do? I love that shit. Well, I mean, it was it was hard, yeah, but it was like after you listen to it the first couple of times, and then you got DJ drama like like Wayne would come on eating the track alive, and then you got this nigga hollering starting it from the beginning. Morocco drama! Like <laughs> That shit used to piss me off, bro. But it fits so good on Tyler's shit. Like Tyler, I t- Tyler was tasteful with it. Like I think, yeah. and also I, I got to give drama credit because I think drama knows how much to do now. I think back then it was I'm gonna just scream on everything. Like I think now he knows like when to do it, when like, not to do it. <laughs> yeah. I will say this: if they paying him right to yell on the tracks, he I think he was thinking in his head back in the day he had to yell on every single song. Because he felt like, well, they paid for it. So I got to yell on every song instead of like taking his time and not doing the same shit for every song. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he would listen to the song, like, all right, play it back and start yelling. I'm like, God damn, bro, fuck is you on? Nah, yeah. this one, this was perfect. This was perfect. Like, just the fact that the, the fact that he got Young Boy on it and sounded immaculate. I, I'm, I'm the biggest Young Boy hater. Like I said in the beginning for YouTube, nigga. Why do you um, hate like you can have a dislike, but why do you hate him? That shit is trash. That shit is trash. That shit that nigga has a bad just a, at least Kevin Gates. I understood Kevin Gates was was a bad nigga, but like Kevin Gates was tasteful with it. Young boy just a menace, man. Young boy's a menace. He's a menace. He is a menace. Tasteful with it. We talking about the same Kevin Gates. That was fucking his he, cousin. He he just became tasteful. He right. he was not tasteful. The whole time he was not tasteful, bro. But Mr. I just eating ass, fucking, right. fucking was, his cousin. He was the first fucking, one to make eating booty on mainstream music cool. He was the first one to be but like. He wasn't a mi- okay. So Kevin Gates was wild. He was, I, a, was what are we talking about? <laughs> Technically, some people would consider that being a menace. Gates, man. I'm gonna just be honest. I, I fucked the satellites. I fucked with it all. Fucked with it all. I fucked with Gates's mission. I ain't fuck with Young Boy mission. But this project kind of changed my mind of him. I was like, okay, nigga, got with Tyler. What? See, this is this is why I say no to that. Is because when you look back at Tyler' past few albums, 
all his features are like the younger niggas that are kind of hot that niggas are fucking with that I would never think would be a good parent. Like what was what was the song with Playboy Cardi on the last album? Oh yeah, that was on Igor. Um, fuck, I forgot the name of it. Hold but on, I'm gonna find. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly. I hated Playboy Cardi. Earthquake, and that was one of the coolest songs I ever heard. Still to this day, that shit slap. You know it what does. I'm saying? Like I feel like he know how to elevate those young niggas. You know what I mean? I don't know if he they actually in the studio with him. Like if they recording together. Cause it don't sound like he just sent the track off. For yeah, I think I think that was something they molded together type shit. Yeah, like, I think so too, bro. Cause he he elevated everybody. Isn't it even had forty two Doug sound that crazy? He did. You know what I mean? He did. I think people need to give Tyler his props for that. Cause he he on some shit. But that Tyler, goes to his production bag. Jones. Wait, what'd you say? Tyler is the modern day Quincy Jones. I mean, That's a- this year. He's Quincy. Yeah. He's Pharrell. I, I like if he's not Quincy, he's Pharrell. He's definitely a modern day Pharrell. The way that he just makes sounds, he's up there. Like he has to be considered top tier artist and producer because it's fucking incredible, man. Like he said, like Doom said, forty two Doug, Young Boy, Playboy Cardi. But the one that kills me is and and Taco tweeted it, so I'm not gonna take credit for it. But I need a Lil Wayne album with just Tyler Beats. Every oh, time, yeah. Yeah, every so time good. Lil Wayne jumps on a Tyler beat, it's smashed. The cherry bomb shit, this shit, like nuts. And Wayne goes nuts on Tyler beats. Yeah, man, that that fucking Wayne verse, it gave me like, I don't know if it was the combination of drama, yelling, and Wayne <laughs> coming on and rapping, but it gave me that 06 feel, bro. It did. It, it did. gave me that 06 feel, man. I loved it. I loved, loved, loved it. I was just like, thank you, Wayne. Thank, but no, more so, thank you, Tyler. Thanks. Yeah, Great. It makes it makes the breakup of Tyler, Earl, and Frank look like Tyler was the winner. And after a long haul, I know it's hard to say that when Frank did what Frank did, but Frank fell out of the, the, the mainstay. He, Tyler's been consecutive. I don't even know if we have to explain Frank, to be honest with you, bro. The the people know. The people yeah. are aware that Frank is Danny Phantom. Yeah, okay. that's a fact. Yeah. But I, I don't think that's a negative because that's kind of what he wanted to do. You fact. know what I mean? Like, I feel like Frank reached a point where he was like, all right, I got a bag. All the shit that come with this music shit, I ain't really fucking with it. Yeah, and I, I could tell he liked the rest of the stuff that came with the fame. I could tell. He, did, he was yeah. just not for it. Same thing could be said with Earl, too. But... Tyler went on an incredible run, an incredible run. Like he has to run and chill. My man's is still running. He is like you go from you go from Goblin to Wolf to Cherry Bomb to Flower Boy, then do a Christmas album, which that Christmas album is fucking hard. Then Igor. Now this I can say the only miss maybe Flower Flower Boy. That's the only one that I don't really like like. Cause I love Goblin, I love Wolf. It's, it's definitely the weakest out of all of them, but I wouldn't say a miss. Like it, it didn't give me like, cause Igor was amazing to me. I, and then now I agree. This shit is like next level. So comparing it to those projects is definitely like a step down, but it was still good. Like still good music. Facts. No, I'm with you. He, but he's he's now solidified his spot over Travis Scott, over yeah, all these yeah. niggas. He is with the Drakes, Kendricks, Coles. Of this era. See, I think I think we gotta put him in whatever area we put Kanye. You With Ye I mean? and Pharrell? 
Yeah. In that's that, fair. In that realm of niggas. Facts. Like, yeah, well, and for real, because the combination of production and then musical ability. Yeah, big Draco. Like, yeah. <laughs> do not mention Soldier Boy with Tyler. Please don't do that. <laughs> Draco was writing and producing. My son was directing the music videos. Bow Wow said it beautifully. Wait, I'm about to give you the Bow Wow spice. Bow Wow said it beautifully. Bow Wow said, nigga, when that when that LOL smiley face beat came on and Soulja was like, I produced it. Bow was like, I know. I could tell from the fucking drums. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. He, he definitely had that, like, I just started producing. The Fruity Loops video. samples yeah. shit, nigga. Yeah, he, he definitely got that sound. But he made it a number one. Big drink <laughs> up there, bro. I was just about to say, those, those were on the top of the charts and he was, like, leading that wave of shit. Niggas did not use Fruity Loops that. before yeah, Big Draco. Nobody, nobody was, he, was he the, led in that shit. And he, he was the first rapper, bro. <laughs> he was the first rapper. On the moon, bro. What we talking about? We talking about Big Neil Armstrong yeah. Draco. What we talking He was the first rapper, nigga. I'm <laughs> telling you, bro. Stupid, boy. But Tyler, bravo. Bravo. Bro, fucking vo. You are now in that category. Gotta give it to him. And let me say this. That nigga Drake better come with it because niggas shooting these shots. Hey, I was just about to say that, bro. I was just about to tell you the heat is on your boy Drake. It is. Cole went crazy and Tyler went crazy. Those are two album of the year contentions. And I'm saying, bro, I don't know if Drake just a sure shot to pass them two albums up. I could give him Cole right now. It. I can too, but that Tyler one, oh boy, he better he better come correct with the bag. That's all. Drake I gotta I come know. with some nothing was the he, same. Take care shit to be better than that Tyler shit. Y'all y'all think he just easily passing up Cole? I, I don't want to do this, but you know, the the J Cole shit was underwhelming. I ain't gonna lie. There was probably see that's four, crazy to me. It was probably like four solid songs on there that I was like, all right, these are hits, and I ain't gonna lie. Lil Baby and, and 21, they walked on them shits. I ain't gonna front. Them songs was yeah. fire. But the project as a whole, especially looking at it now, at the um, maybe I gotta sit with the Tyler one, but looking at it right now, it can't even it can't even hold its own water right now against this Tyler album. So unless well, I, Drake I agree go, with that. Unless Drake Drake gotta really fuck this up for him to not beat that one. He gotta really and fuck see the see? in the J. Cole album I like, and I'm gonna let you go do it, but it's just like Brooklyn said, after sitting with it for some time, right. there's some songs that like I'm just not going back to the 21 Savage song. I'm going back to for 21 Savage. That that verse is immaculate, Easy, bro. The fucking 100 mil with Boz. That shit is hard. The, the baby shit, the fucking song with Boz and Black. I know some people don't like I like that song. But after that, like from interlude down. Mm, and then before. My life, I mean, 95 South is hard. Amory, I'm not really fucking with. My life, applying pressure is cool. Punching the clock is cool. And then you get 100 mil, pride is the devil, and then let go of my hand, and the rest I'm shaking on. Like, right. I don't know. See, this, this is my thing, though, because I agree that Tyler got the edge. If we're looking at just those two albums alone, I'm going to say, obviously, the Tyler album is a little bit better. What I'm saying is when Drake dropped, I don't know if he just a lot to be better than that Cole. That's fair. Out of all the, the Cole albums, because I've always been, I consider myself a Cole fan, right? But I still understand the people who say Cole music don't have replay value. Cole music is boring. Like, I understand where that take come from. 
because I felt it with those other albums. Like when when KOD dropped, I listened to KOD like this is some good raps. But am I going back to this? Am I playing it in the car? Am I playing it at the kickback? Probably not. You know what I mean? This was the first album of Cole where I actually went back a lot. I'm still going back. You know what I'm saying? So I was really impressed with Cole's latest album. So I don't know if it's just a lot that Drake going to come out and just automatically pass up Cole. Like, I think we're going to have to actually have a conversation. Because you know of I mean? Drake's past, though, I feel like just off of the strength of his past, I can kind of sort of give it a lock. Just and just the way he been rapping on everything recently. That nigga been killed. That nigga ain't put out a, a bad song since pre-pandemic. Seeing Green, Lemon Pepper Freestyle, all the other features. That nigga been on A1 Sauce Doom. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that I disagree. Like seeing Green, saying- his Lucy with one verse was probably better than the J. Cole, any any song on the J. Cole album. <laughs> See, uh, now that might be a stretch to me. Maybe. But I'm saying, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just saying that it's going to, we going to have to have a conversation. Like that Cole album was good enough to where it ain't just a, nah, we pushing that to the side. Like now let me ask you. We have to sit down and talk about it. Do you have 2014 Forest Hills Drive over this Cole album? Ooh, man, that's tough. Because 2014 Forest Hills Drive to me is one of those Cole albums where it was like, he was cold. He did I agree. That, to me, that's that still Cole's best album. Cold shit. You know what like, I mean? That one has the highest playback value. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. That's a that's a tough question. Because I feel like the, the vibes on those albums are totally different. So For sure. Oh, yeah. What this one is a different vibe than almost anything he's ever put out. Yeah. Which is why I liked it so much. Like, I think he, he addressed all that cold shit is boring type shit. He did. Album. He did. And I, and I hate doing this because, like, he is still in a lock five album of the year, but Tyler just skyrocketed him. And I yeah. and I do believe Drake may have a tough time with Cole. But if I'm being honest, I think Drake gonna really have the tough time when it comes to is that album better than Tyler album? He gonna have to him and Forty better be right. They better be right. Nobody else with- compete with it for the rest of the year. If I'm being honest, I don't know if anybody else other than Drake can compete with that Tyler album. That, Unless Kendrick coming with some with some crazy shit. And I mean, I, I hate to be the negative person in the room. But Travis is back with Kylie, so whatever he put out about to be ass. Yeah, for sure. That's all my mama. For sure, for sure. You can quote me on that. It's going to be <laughs> ass. Nigga, man. <laughs> I that shit, I was upset. That was like, oh, his next project finna be trash. This nigga in love. Well, I hope he got a bunch of tracks done in the time what? where they wasn't really, you know, yeah. how to make the album. <laughs> what I was thinking of Brooklyn Hayden. But you have heart broke. Fucking uh, Travis. Yeah, hey, I need going through some shit. Travis. Why you think Drake been so fire all the time, bro? That's Nigga just back. fucking with these strippers, man. And I'm ready. I'm ready for the for the Rihanna covered up the tattoo. I'm ready for them bars. Like she 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 moved on. Oh, I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I want some ASAP Rocky smoke. Like Rocky, we still cool. You fuck my bitch. I would love all of that. Give me that. I don't. I don't think the Rocky smoke is even worth it. It's not the model. Like, it's not, but I would just love him to do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just cuz, nigga. Say, say how you feel, nigga. I want to know what's been going on. You gotta tell me what's been going on. I don't want to see nothing about them. Yeah, the pool parties in, at the house is different now. I was like, what the fuck is this soft ass shit? Everybody about to come with some soft shit. I'm talking about they reflecting on their time due to pandemic. Fuck that. Fuck that. I don't want you to reflect on none of this happy shit. 
He he and definitely gonna have a, a line. I, I guarantee you, either on the outro or one of the one of the the, the real <laughs> rapidy rap songs, he gonna have a line about how the pool parties at the Yolo House are different. He will. He will. He let you know. He gave you the caption before he did it. That's him. He gonna do that. I guarantee you. But I think we may get it soon. I think we. I think we're approaching that time. I think we get it before the end of August. He's running out of. He's running out of 2021. Okay, he is running out of 2021. Yeah. Point. We are moving into the seventh month. He's got me fucked up. Bring me the files. It's time. Yeah, it's time. It's time. It's time to do it. The, he see hey, niggas going on tour. It's time. Low key, bro. I think Drake might see what's going on out there, and he might be a little intimidated. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold you, bro. Like to me, that looked like he see the niggas that's dropping, and he kind of like, all right, I need to pick the best time. Cause everybody on Cole right now, not everybody on Tyler. You know what I mean? Like the the fact that there is no date lets me know that he worried. Cause the project is done. He can't convince me that it's not done. I agree. With you that. announced in January. It's finished. I don't think. Out, and nigga. see, the funny thing is, I don't think the Cole album stopped him. Cause I think he was gonna go in the summer. I think this Tyler album is the big monkey wrench. I think this is the one. I think this is the one he heard. Gangster Grills. Because, see, you got to think it's more than just the fact that Tyler dropped. It's the scenario with everything around it. Like, the fact that this odd future kid transformed his whole style and goes back to rapping how he used to, but does a DJ drama Gangster Grills album. Like, what? So now you got the niggas who grew up on that, which is Drake's core audience, and the young niggas, because Odd Future has, like, Everybody from our generation to Gen Z. So it's like that is not Drake's core audience. Drake's core audience is the niggas who grew up on DJ drama shit. What you talking about, nigga? Core audience or women. Cut that shit out. Yeah, that that I'll, I'll agree with that. What are you talking about? You might be a part of the women. <laughs> the women did not grow up listening to them fucking Lil Wayne mixtapes. Okay. That's not what they was listening to, nigga. nigga you are a you are <laughs> out your mind if you don't Shad Moss, okay. You got me fucked up. You, you out me. your mind if you don't believe that the niggas know US, okay? That's who grew up. Those are his core fans are women. Why do you think his fucking sales are so good? Because women buy shit. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Women buy. I, I see. I think there's two different core fans. I think I think Drake's core fans that got him to get the women are niggas. I truly believe that. I believe, yes, the people that buy everything and the people that put put him the pop stardom. Are women, but I believe for him to get to that point for women to hear, that was niggas. I don't, I don't think you believe that. How many Drake concerts have you been to? And it's been mostly white people at these concerts, bro. Uh, did you? Did you, you went to the OG ones, nigga, where it was a bunch of niggas. But that's because Lil Wayne was there, so the white people. And that's my point. That's what I was about to say. I think, I think it was a lot of carryover of Young Money fans. Yes. And but, I think that's like the, the, the mid. Like, okay, so if you want to draw a circle. I think the in the inner circle, um, colored people. Okay, I think the inner circle that spends the most money, women. But I think like inside, like right here, is where is the niggas inside the women. There you go. There's nothing wrong with that, (laughs) dude. How you feel? I I agree with B that women is the core, but I see what you're saying about the people who propelled Drake's career to even be in position for that. 
is that mixtape era rap type. That's that all I'm true. saying. That's yeah, but true. That was, I guess that but, goes. But you, yeah, way. you, you did say oh, core no. fan base. So I agree with B that his core fan base is women. All sure. right, I'll concede that. I'll concede that. Oh, but that's what I was. That's what I was trying to get across was what Doom just said. Yeah. And we number white people at the concerts like, hey, bro, you here for the Drake concert, dude? Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, nigga, always. I went to that Drake Little Wayne concert. That was 2014. See, we, but that's seven years now. Bro. But that's after nothing was the same. That's post in dubs TS. Bro, I'm gonna tell you, I'm I'm never gonna forget it. When Thank Me Later came out, I was what shit. I shit. went to a Thank Me Later concert in New in, in New Orleans, and that shit was nothing but niggas. And and like and black women, of course. It's me that this Drake guy was about to be the next big thing were the white people. Because all the niggas in the hood was like, hey, y'all remember that nigga that was doing the shit? Now this nigga just singing. He came out with a whole album just See, I singing. think it's okay. I'm also I'm also throw this in here. You was in New York at the time, correct? Well, we you loved the mixtape. We loved the mixtape. But, but then- you was in New York at the time, correct? I think I think it plays a difference that I'm in Louisiana because I think niggas here was like, that's Wayne guy. We got to go see what he doing. You ain't think we was thinking the same shit? Lil uh-huh. Wayne is universal. What we talking about here? We loved it. But then the song, the album came out and it was Man Soft. He did the the uh, the uh, Find Your Love shit in Jamaica and he was getting kidnapped. Yeah. And we was like, this is Man Soft. At that point, we were like confused. But the white people, they was like, nah, he's trying to find his love, bro. This is my guy. He's going to be the next big thing. You just wait and see. I, I got to tell him the, comp, the, the bomb colored people had me fooled because at first I was like, this soft shit ain't going to last. Next thing you know, my bitch ass crying, listening to take, take care. And I'm like, all right, he got me. He got me. Yeah, I ain't going to lie. He did go through like a two or three album stretch where like all, all the real niggas was like, you can't fuck with that soft shit. Right. They, he did. It did happen. happen. Like, that did happen. Stop that did happen. But that did happen. I'm not gonna deny that now, didn't happen. I'm a I'm an R&B nigga, so I liked that. Like I like I did too. Care Drake, you know what I mean? Like, but I do think was... for him to get to that point, it was the core Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne co-signed. Yeah, yeah. He helped him get there. Yeah, that's a fact. But once he got there, oh yeah, no. Once he got there, no, no, for sure it was white people and and women. I can agree with that. He he liked to touch talk about his feelings, and we to be honest, you know, black people don't talk about their feelings. So they was like, this nigga talking about mad feelings right now. What we doing? They did have a, I, I do remember the era where it was like, damn, Drake, you soft, nigga. But he better come, he better come correct, nigga. Now start doing all the fucking uh he had to start doing all the gangster shit. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Well, he better come correct, nigga. That album better be good. And and moving off of that, why did Usher tell T Pain he ruined music? That's fucked. No, bro. When I saw that, it hurt my heart, bro. That's fucked up. Like you ever felt like you was watching an interview and you felt like you was in the room with the person when he when he said that I wanted to like hand T-Pain a Kleenex because I was like, bro, why would you say some fucked up shit like that, bro? That shit hurt my heart, bro. He wrong for that. Usher wrong for that. Like I'm acting like Robert now. I don't know if I could trust him. This nigga acting crazy. And see, and see, the thing that kills me, depending on when Usher said this, if this was around ringleader pain. OK, cool. <laughs> But if this is after when Usher was chasing the T-Pain sound, that's kind of yeah, fucked my, up. I think it was hate. I think um, I forgot who I was talking to. Maybe one of my coworkers. And I said, if this was him when it was, um, you know, the the peak of Usher's time, then OK. But if this was him featuring Post? Pitbull, if this is him featuring Pitbull, nah, I know you hating. That's now, hate. 
It yeah. was a thousand percent hate. You know what I'm saying? But I, I will say on, on both ends, they both got a hold of L. You feel what I'm saying? Because like, Usher, why would you say that, dude? You use pitch correction. Mm-hmm. Whether it's auto-tune, whatever the fuck, you use it. So you Everybody. can't say the nigga messed up the game. Like, that That was the game. And to be fair, T-Pain wasn't the first nigga to use it. Zappa Roger, he was just yeah, He was just the first nigga to successful with it. put it into everything and kill the fucking game. You know what I mean? So if you mad about it, just say you mad at that. You know what I mean? Don't say he messed up music because he fucking used auto-tune. And then T-Pain got a hold of L because it's like, I don't give a fuck how legendary Usher is. If you tell me some shit, nigga, I ain't depressed for four years. Fuck you, nigga. I've been living on top of the charts. Number one after number one, nigga. You tell me how I fucked it up. These plaques tell me otherwise, nigga. You know what I'm saying? With like, I'm with you. That's like if somebody so said, nigga, y'all fucked up the podcast game. Nigga, fuck you. We yeah, got these checks. Shit. I'm Real looking at it like the uh, like the old DJ Khaled fucking album. I'm I'm suffering from success. He got me <laughs> fucked up. Ain't no way I'm depressed. Fuck you, Usher. Fuck you, Raymond. I was gonna fuck Raymond. Fuck you. The only way that could happen where I'd even be maybe depressed, not for four years though, but like as if like the nigga that I fucked with the most was like, nigga, you a shitty interviewer. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> that's kind of fucked up. I yeah. I maybe take like a couple months. Be sad, right. but after that, well on it, you know, it's over with four years. Yeah, I mean, it might it might sting to hear that, you know what I'm saying? But even if it was like a nigga that I really looked up to and told me, like, yo, the shit you doing, that shit is whack. Like it's just like, all right, that's kind of hurtful, but fuck you, nigga. Especially when you you at the level of success T-Pain. That T-Pain is, yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you because the people said the people that determine. I'm sorry, Usher, if you think I ruin music, the people like my shit more than your shit, nigga. Yeah, because I, I do think, like, I hate... Like, when it, Fuck him. Fuck yeah. him and stupid-ass Pitbull songs. <laughs> yeah, real shit. Because I think, I think that's where she got mad. It's because before T-Pain, there was, like, that... All right, you got to go get the best producers. You got to go get the best songwriters. And then you got to make this ballad-ass song in order to make a chart topper. And then T-Pain come in here like, hey, could this auto-tune up? And he just talking about buying a bitch a drink and it's number mm-hmm. one. And he ain't had to go get the fucking... Because if I'm not mistaken, T-Pain produced that shit. Or at least co-produced some, it. Some of it, yeah. I, I, and he I was writing so. all this shit. Like he's... Bro, T-Pain is a writer. Like at least until um the album with the ringleader with the fucking... When he started doing the circus shit, that's probably like the biggest produced album he had. Yeah. Like, but... And I'm saying... I Epiphany think, I was him too. Like, yeah, I, I really think people like Usher looked at, damn, nigga, he really just locked in a studio, made his own beats, wrote most of his own shit, and he char- he he topping the charts. Mm-hmm. And I do all this extra shit. That's what the industry tell me is what's supposed to make a number one. And I still can't get a number one no more. You know what I mean? And I think it got to do with the fact that he don't sing as... Usher's a great singer. Not, what I'm about to say isn't isn't supposed to be taken this way, but... Usher isn't the best of natural singers. And we saw during the T-Pain era, we saw people like Alicia Keys have major success. We saw John Legend have major success during the T-Pain era. People who could sing without out that pitchy correct shit that Usher did use. Maybe that's another reason to it. And Usher 
didn't want to go back to the softer songs. He did. Yeah. And then after that, the nigga kept trying to make party records. And T-Pain was the party record nigga. Yeah. T-Pain it's a combination wrote, of all that. T-Pain wrote almost every song on Epiphany, and he is the sole producer that got credit for that album. See, I knew he did That's that with Epiphany. Epiphany was hard. So, so I, when a nigga like us should tell you you fucked up the game, that's hate, bro. That's straight hate. It's hate. Yeah, no, that's hate. Because sure. that album is better than anything post-Confessions. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anything post-Confessions that Usher dropped. He didn't need the team of label niggas to do it. You know what I mean? Usher ain't put out a good project since Confessions. Like, that's a fact. Like, so, yeah, that's hate. Usher, Usher wrong for that. Um, I wanted to bring up a new segment. I think we need to make a fuckboy Hall of Fame. This is where we honor fuckboys. Who just be doing crazy shit. And I think our first ballot Hall of Famer needs to be Tristan Thompson. First ballot Hall of Fame fuckboy. Did y'all hear what that nigga did over the weekend? No, please tell I me, I think bro. he has a medical condition, but go ahead. <laughs> what you mean a medical condition? It's funny. Say <laughs> it to Doom first. This nigga Doom. So you know when you go to parties, you, Tristan Thompson, you they see you walk in a room with three women. They're going to go take pictures. They're going to they're going to go film by the door. You know, party goers are trying to get the TMZ bag. So apparently he went in a room with four to three women having big orgy in the middle of a party. And he and he left Chloe again. Chloe said, I'm done for good. She said it's over with. But apparently the nigga could get back with it if he want. But he don't want to. Supreme. Wait, he, he legitimately First had an orgy in the middle of the party. Legitimately, addict. He has to. Ha- he has to be addicted to sex, bro. It has to. Be. <laughs> See, but he look at coochie, and he'd be like, "I must have that coochie." I'd be like, right. "But you got a coochie." He like, "But I want that coochie." I think he got. Can I? Can I be toxic for a minute? Yeah, that's why I brought this up. Fuckboy Hall of Fame first ballot, Tristan Thompson. I'm with it. I'm with it. I just want to be toxic for a second, bro. If let's just let's just use hypotheticals. If you a nigga with millions of dollars, you have one of the most highest of profile women in the game who has consistently taken you back after multiple fuck ups. Let's not skip over that. Yeah, that's that's... the option to leave anytime (laughs) she wanted. So so let, I'm just saying I know that the right thing to say is oh you should never do that. No, that's a big love. that's a big factor in it. I agree with you. Like nigga, <laughs> you done fucked over her multiple times and she take you back every time. You obviously got the green light to do <laughs> the fuck you want to do, my nigga. If I got that's... M's and these bad bitches is taking their shit off when I walk in the party, and I know she gonna take me back any fucking way. You might be a little more prone to fucking up. That's all I'm saying, bro. Now, y'all can say it whether that's good or bad, what he did. You know what I'm saying? That's on y'all. I'm saying if I'm in this nigga's shoes, I might be doing the same shit. Bro. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. He is the coochie man. He is the coochie man. I didn't give Doom some air horns for that because he right. Thanks, bro. They, like, they both got medical conditions. He is a sex addict. He's the coochie man, but... Chloe's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a doctor for that. She's no, dude, dude, she's crazy, dude. No, no woman. I'm sorry. No, I don't I don't know no woman that would take back a nigga that cheated on him three times. 
what three George- times and in public Only once this was like everybody oh, knew oh yeah him. and then one of them was your sister's best friend like what the yeah. fuck this yeah. nigga's a first ballot fuck boy we nominating him he making it to the hall of fame see but i don't man i don't know how, how real are we trying to get on this episode right here go ahead I, do I it you do a little a little crazy like, i second is it <laughs> is it really fuck boy shit when you with a woman that we obviously know just from the track record of the family. You fucking with them for the money. It might not even be real love there. Let's be honest. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like they they might have loved each other at one point in time. You know what I'm saying? It might have been some kind of genuine connection. But I think just looking at their history and the shit that has popped up, you with them because you know that contract is good. The NBA is wiring that money after every fucking game. You know that. You proven that that's what you into because every time you fucked up before, you took him back. Is that really being a fuck boy? When you understand the agreement you got in your situation, you understand what the woman is in there for, and you still providing. I like this. What I she, like you this. know what I'm saying? If if it's what you paint, no, because they have a they have an agreement. But from the outside looking in, yeah, he'll fuck nigga. But like, I fuck with it. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. He'll fuck nigga. Like, keep doing your thing, Tristan. You got me on team Tristan, dude. I'm with it. Like, if when she gonna I, let him do I, it, I love it, do it. When people I tell me it. that he he cheated, I, I try not to smile. Because I, I laugh. Why are you even still following this man around? I know what he gonna do. If I see him leave a room with even one bitch, I know she finna give him the work. So That's why am I, why am I even following this man anymore? He know what he came here for. He came for the coochie. Okay. <laughs> That's a fact. He's gonna get that coochie. He in two Hall of Fames. Hey. He in the fuck boy Hall of Fame, but he in the getting pussy Hall of Fame. Too. He in the Hall of Fame right there with Will Chamberlain, man. That's a See, fact. It, it's niggas like Trisha that make me realize I need to get me some fucking money, bro. <laughs> I need to get me some fucking money and a lot of it. <laughs> Cause this nigga is living the life. I don't give a fuck. I just Niggas hope- can say it's fuckboy shit, but I like it. I like the energy, bro. You know what you bring to the table. You know what value you got in the marketplace. And you take advantage of that shit, man. That's a fact. No, no, I feel you. Look, look. She knew what it is. She, she definitely knew the last knew three is. times you cheated. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And cheated with your sister, best friend. Like, he he didn't cheat with some random person. He died. He a dog just for that one right there. After that, you can't trust this man. You can't exactly. trust him. Oh, so why do you keep taking this man back? Because after that, that is such a sacred thing. That's a you. slap to the face. That's bad. That's like, why. cheating is bad. But that's that takes cheating, like... So in, in, in anime, they got this nigga called Goku. And, like, he do his super power-ups. Nigga, it go by, like, times 10. This this nigga was cheating. Okay, he cheated. He was at like times five. He cheat with like maybe somebody they know times ten. This nigga cheat with his sister best friend. That's times a hundred, my nigga. That's just bad. Like we're saying, if she was looking at me like that, Durham Woods could get work. Okay, so if we at the family function and I keep catching her staring at me, oh she finna get this work, bro. <laughs> so I understand you, my brother. All right, brother Tristan. I want you to know that we welcome you with open arms, but nigga, you a dog. Yeah, no, that's a fat, like, like Brooklyn said, that nigga the coochie, man. He's like, I want that coochie there. I, hey, man, I, hey, I like it, bro. I like the energy. Keep doing you, Tristan. I applaud you, nigga. We're going to talk about you next February, Black History Month, man. You doing it. 
You doing it, man. Make that money and dog these hoes. I love it. Hey, that's a really good idea. I think we should do some 28 days of just toxic people in our we can do, no, we can do we can pick a month of just the toxic month. We can't do Black History Month though. That's see because because nobody look at the the toxic on the other side. You don't think you're right. We you, we do, you, you, it's always go get your coins, sis. Dog them niggas out. Get what yeah. you can get. No, you're and, right. And I'm saying you don't think that it's a little fucked up that you you fuck with a nigga and you move in a certain way because you know he signed that two year eighteen million dollars. You know that that nine mil base salary might I add. It's coming through no matter what. Right. Like, just That's fucking with somebody off of that is wild to me. You know what I mean? So it's like, if he get a little pussy here and there, what, what are we really talking about? And what are we really talking about? Too, bro. They be like, all right, cool. He got the money. I'd be like, all right, but what's his favorite color? Do you even know anything about this nigga? Like, what's his middle name? You got yeah, a kid man. with this nigga. Like, <laughs> middle name is M's. That's what matters. <laughs> what's wrong with you like these bitches really be you know they they be on some surface shit she just wanted a mixed kid she got the mixed kid she now got she what she wanted daddy that's what she get that's all he ever gonna be the, the the original baby mama that chloe stole him from told her this was gonna happen said this nigga is, is a is a dog that this nigga like, like future man come on man this the coach like talking about here oh when we get to toxic month whichever month we're gonna do we gotta crown the king of toxicity it, Tristan making a valid a valid run, but future up there. Nick Cannon making a, a nice run this year too. This but see Nick Cannon, see Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon is smart, toxic. Pull out, pull Nick, out. Nick Cannon takes pictures with all the women for the maternity shoots, like pre-pregnancy, like I mean pre-baby coming out. Nick Cannon is knowing them, bro. A great, a great pregnant dad. After, I'm not saying he don't take care of his kids, but after he don't give a shit about them bitches. <laughs> He's looking for another bitch to not pull out in again. I'm like, damn, nigga, what you doing? All these goddamn kids. And the nigga got the twin gene in his family. So he getting these bitches doubled stuffed, all right? These bitches, <laughs> Oreos, all right? They fucking doubles. <laughs> and he just keep on mowing them down. He definitely toxic, but I don't know if he king toxic. But no, no, no. But yeah, he, I don't think that's toxic because he, he doing that shit on purpose. That's a fact. He's weird. But mm-hmm. why? Like, once you got Mariah Carey pregnant, bro, you won. You won. Yeah. What are we doing now? What are we doing now? He said, "Fuck that, nigga. I got to, I got to spread my seed across the across the world, nigga. That's that's how I fuck with that. Spread the turban and his seeds all around the goddamn country. That nigga nasty. I like that too, man. I, I fuck like with that. that. Do your thing, Nick. But future, future definitely up there, bro. That nigga Scotty Pippen looking bad. <laughs> that nigga looking bad. I think Scotty doing weird shit now to promote his new liquor. His book too, because after I see him getting in all these fucking fights, I go on his social media and there's mad sponsored ads, and I'm like, this nigga think he's slick. Oh, Katie should have did. See, Katie didn't have to bring nothing about boxing. Katie should have said, "Where your wife at, nigga?" <laughs> That's all Katie should have did. Mom, man, nigga, I said, "Where your wife at? Where she at? You know where she at? I know where she at." <laughs> Bro, That's it's sure. it's amazing that that nigga can stay so relevant and he don't do anything. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there's so many former players that are like active coaches, active broadcasting on your TV every day, and niggas <laughs> don't even care about what they do, like they do Scottie Pippen. You only care about like, Scott, but see, as fuck. Like, if there's an opposite of toxic nigga, it's the simp month, simple ward. Scotty fall under the simple ward. That's the only reason why we care, because like it's funny. Yeah, he yeah. Do goofy shit. Well, I will say, I he will. He is a goofy though. 
We gotta put Paul. We gotta put Paul Pearson there too somewhere. How? How? No, goofies for the goofies. Because How for the goofies. Then they had strip. He was he was hanging with the strippers. Broadcasting it live. That was goofy. Yeah, that was goofy. He could have had. You got fired on your day off in front of the whole world, nigga. Fred, that's some goofy that's shit. Goofy ass shit. That's some goofy oh, nigga shit, man. That is some goofy. It's, 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 it's only goofy because you know what went through his mind was he was like, I oh, gotta go live for this. <laughs> And, and then it he, was some like, fuck shit. Go live. Like, it wasn't even like some shit you could do by accident. When you go live, you got to press a bunch of buttons. Yeah. <laughs> nah, he, like, he, was, he was holding the camera up, showing us what was going on. <laughs> he thought in his mind, this is some fly yeah, shit. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, that's what make him goofy, goofy. bro. It's that's good. what make him goofy. Is it, nigga, you and your fucking parties, my nigga. Like, that shit is not... What are we doing? Smoking got- a little skinny-ass blunt with these wax strippers. With them ugly assholes. That's the thing. The yeah, bones man, wasn't even that's, bad. That's some goofy shit. That's some goofy the, shit. He got the two for... He got the two for 20 hoes. All right, yeah. you right. And he was trying to buy a prosty on live. He She commented, hey, Paul, can I come through? He was like, how much you charge? Yeah, <laughs> on he, live. He, he, he oh, definitely yeah, right. a finalist for Goofy of the Month, bro. All right, no, we're going to sure, sure. definitely do this. We got to keep this going. We got to keep this going. I love this. All right, well, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much all I got this week. We ended on a high note. I don't want to take it into any sad shit. Like, like, man beats his wife at a bus stop for cheating. Don't want to take it there. Like, that's fucked up. He beat his wife to death for cheating. Oh, fucked shit. up. Super fucked up. Then also, uh, Juneteenth got really hot in Oakland. It was good. He, there you go. I hope it was the dive. There you go. See, I'm, there you go. See, that's why I'm gonna bring that shit up. I knew he was in a mood. I knew he was in a mood. Then on Juneteenth, they... <laughs> nigga said, "I hope it was to die for." <laughs> Yo, I knew he was in a mood. This nigga is crazy, bro. <laughs> This nigga is crazy. <laughs> 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 Stupid dog. I told you this nigga dumb. <laughs> oh shit. And then the other one that I had was that on Juneteenth, they had like a, a big a big accident and ambulance was trying to go to the amp- accident, but he had to pass through this club street. And apparently the women were getting so outraged as the party floods outside, stops the ambulances from moving, and she go- jumps on top of the trunk, starts twerking on the ambulance. Multiple women are twerking on the ambulance, oh, stopping the ambulance from getting to the accident. That's crazy. Did somebody die because it is? I don't know, dude. Don't say, it, but it said crowds around were a thousand strong celebrating Juneteenth, and, and, the, and the paramedics had like to get through it against through a thousand people because they were trying to hint, attend the site of the sh- a shooting in Oakland. So somebody might have died. That's they had a different emergency. I got too this much is, on my hand. Yeah, man. This is why they don't give black people shit. The first year Juneteenth is an official holiday. <laughs> this is what y'all do, man. This is why black people can't. Hey, I'm gonna be ignorant next year. I ain't had no time to process it this year because I know it's gonna happen this fast. But next year, nigga, I'm gonna be outside frying chicken. Oh, yeah, yes, I want to have a fish fry next year. That's Orange soda straight out the two liter. I'm crazy, <laughs> nigga. I don't even like watermelon like that. I'm yeah, I don't fuck with watermelon. Honestly, out of all the black stereotypes, I don't fuck with watermelon. I don't I really love watermelon. I think they just was like trying to push so that out. Us. Yeah, I they... don't fuck with grape soda. 
Yeah, I'm more of an orange guy myself. Yeah. The only one I the only one I give them that is that is true for all black people is fried chicken. Like and they love fried. Man, chicken. I think that's any people though, bro. Right. Because <laughs> I, I swear to God, bro, I was in Popeyes the other day for the first time in a while, mm-hmm. and the whole lobby was white people. Like everybody loves fried chicken. Asian people love fried chicken, bro. That's what I'm saying. Everybody. Like, like honestly, if you want to know which race makes the best fried chicken, I really don't think black people are first. I think we're second. I think Asians do some fire I with think Asian, like doom. I, it's probably around where you live, but they got this thing called Korean fried chicken. Nah, yeah, that's that should look gay. Korean everything is fire. Yeah, Korean barbecue is that shit too. That's Shout out to the Koreans, nigga. Y'all make some fire shit. But that's pretty much everything we got this week. Like I said, I didn't want to get into that sad shit or that other Late, shit. It, baby. Late. We got there. <laughs> this nigga's stupid, boy. Said I'm not repeating what this nigga said. That shit is hilarious. But all right, Brooklyn, tell the niggas where you can find you at on social media. You can find me on all social medias at where Brooklyn at. That's Brooklyn with a Q, not a K, baby. That's for marketing purposes. Because we are not trying to get sued. Doom, tell the people they can follow you at on social media. Man, y'all follow me at Lil Doom SJE. Man, two things before we get up out of here. One, by the time y'all hear this, uh, my boy Fade and Chris a video for Kai Attack. Facts. Y'all go fuck with that. And two, I just wanted to say happy birthday to my daughter, man. She's nine years old today. Oh, so shout happy out birthday. Cameron, man. Shout out Cameron. Yes, Pick the air horn coming. Man, you should have told me. Forget the hold on, man. <laughs> happy birthday, Cameron. You have a good one. And yeah, y'all make sure y'all go check out that uh that that new video that Fade. I think Fade filmed it on Doom. Uh <clears throat> somebody else from BR. Feel that okay, man. I, I wish I, I knew the name. I know Faye doing the vlogs right now. All, all that shit is fire. Y'all make sure y'all go yeah. check out all that. Yeah, it looks super hard. That's a fact. And with that being said, I might put Kai Attack as the song of the week. I probably will. But we also have a guest in the in the uh bros who ball segment. Chris Connor, the bird rights, is coming on because gotta talk Pelicans, Pelicans coaching, the Zion stuff, the summer. Gotta get us right for everything that's been going on. He got some good news that, that makes me feel better about the Pelicans. <laughs> I think we're gonna be in the playoffs next year. I'm ready. We love to. They ain't got no choice, man. What you said, Brooklyn hating ass nigga? These people dreams, man. Stop selling. I'm not selling no dreams. I'm selling the truth, nigga. It's not my fault they don't execute. This is what these niggas skill sets look on paper. I'm just telling you the paper look. It's not my fault they don't pull it together in the games. (laughs) It's not my fucking fault. It's all right, man. We getting dames, so we good mm -hmm. next year. We good next year. Look. <laughs> Damo Bradley Beal, we getting one of them. I believe it. Mark it on the calendar, nigga. And we're gonna be Phoenix here next year. You niggas better, you niggas lucky that niggas are hurt this year. Y'all better get y'all ring. Cause I hey, guarantee nigga. y'all next year, y'all a first round exit, nigga. First I, or second round exit. Okay, I don't mind if she dance on the pole or if a motherfucker tears ACL. If we <laughs> chip, I am gonna take it to the bank. Okay, that first that first Warriors chip. When they won because K Love and Kyrie was out, it's still a dub. It's still a dub. That's a fact. I'm That's a fact. We win it. I'm gonna take the dub. All right. I may even go out to Phoenix. You may see me at the parade, butt ass naked or something. Some wild. Hey, yeah. I was just about to say, bro. I'm a driving distance away from Phoenix. If them niggas win a chip, I'm going out there and partying that weekend. Cause Phoenix been looking lit as fuck. Bro. It has been. Like just looking at the games, like watching the crowd, and then I know a couple people that live in Phoenix, bro. Like them niggas is lit for they the sun. They've been partying. I mean, I ain't gonna snitch, but I'm a snitch. Um, them motherfuckers been partying the whole pandemic. 
Them motherfuckers been living life. That shit look fun as fuck over there in Phoenix. I got a couple. Having a good time. Live over there now and shit. I'm like, God damn, I should have got pregnant over there. (laughs) This nigga's stupid, boy. (laughs) But they do look like they're having a good time. And with that being said, we're going to get into all of that in Bros Who Ball. We'll talk to y'all next Monday. Let's get into the song of the week right now. This episode of the Bros Who Think podcast was brought to you by the law offices of Lucretia Picante. If you need a lawyer, if you have not been paying your child support, yo, if you got baby mama drama, whatever it may be, she can help you. You've been injured in a car accident? Call Lucretia. You got your, your baby mama not showing you your kids on the weekend? Call Lucretia. Whatever it may be, you need a divorce from your wife? Call Lucretia. Look, you can find the law office of Lucretia Picante at 124 West Washington Street, New Iberia, Louisiana, 70560. Or you can call the number 337-374-1202. Again, any of your marital dispute issues, child support needs, baby mama drama, call Lucretia. But with that being said, let's get back to the song of the week. Man, roll up that Zydeco, my brother. Let's go back to back like Vegeta doing a kite attack. Couple tops, bitch, I'm out the mud like an artifact. You can say some bitch, you know this is a party party. Killer, well, I'm killing you. I'm aiming where your heart is at. Busting on that bitch, she making shoot like that bitch automatic. She know I love that pussy, but she know I love the money move. Money, money on my fucking mind. I'm in money mode. Fucker in my sugar rocket shirt, so it's face first. Falling on these bitches and I'm scoring like the Pacers. And my bitch is balling cause she fucking on a Laker. She asking me to date her, so I had to see. Later and by later, I mean never. Bam, I'm on another level. Eating devil fruit, I'm better. Bitch, I'm dying for the treasure. Channel G is so settled. From the reg, I'm a rebel. I'm yeah. brother, don't wanna, but these niggas gon' let us. Niggas gon' hate, but you can't let it stress you. On that exotic cold pack, so you know I'm blowing pressure. My partner push the pack like he passing love letters. My bitch got that water and she bad like Nessa. And I'm splashing in your bitch, cause my beach way better. Bitch, I'm high and I'm twisted, got me spinning like propellers. I want it not cause we up next. We on the road, no time to text. Walk through the door, we break your neck. You talking shit but won't respect Bitch, you bold like some checks Bitch, I'm saucing like a mech Bitch, who you trying to check? Put the guy to his neck Yeah, cut through canava Bitch, we moving like some lava If I want it, then I'm copping If you hating, then you dropping Bitch, I feel like die You ready to die? Cause I'm not stopping I've been getting noggin' Since a nigga was watching knock Yeah, out that drink night And getting top while I'm sliding Look inside my cup What do you see? It's ultraviolet Yeah, how you say you hate it If you never even tried And you know I gotta eat it If I go raw up inside And she got that super so big You was what she was beside They cross us and get violent Rap bands, niggas watch us like Tsunami Hot up, smoking on the wood like Hanami With a baddie, she can whip your ass just like Maki Either one, five fours, or Jujitsu Kaiser Riding with that guy, but see her up and I'ma slice one Thought the crystal worth the crystal, how I came with sliders Everything I touch, turn to gold, guess I'm Midas All I know is hit, I'm gon' switch till my time's up Rap cats mad as fuck, they wishing they could be like us Underground, underworld gang, bitch, we next up Used to be a lyrical miracle and got broke Up, ran it up and got back where I was and then passed that up Got a formula I'm sticking to, felt like Senku Bitch you been through, kick the bitch out, try to break some midi through Everything I touch blow up, feel like getting through New number one nigga, feel like Izuku Never number two, gang coming through Mazaka Fuli, I'm demon mode like Mazaku 
her when I shoot. Ladies and gentlemen, and that was the song of the week. It's time for that segment of the Bros Who Think podcast called Bros Who Ball, where we break down everything sports related. Let me introduce our, our people who are with me this week for the panel, and then we'll get into an interview. We do have an interview because I promised y'all we would talk all things Pels coaching, the athletics hit list, the, the, the hit piece that the athletic put out about the Pelicans, Lonzo, what we should do with the 10th pick. All of that good stuff. I brought on Chris Connor of the Bird Rights, and we're going to get into that right after I introduce these guys. So joining me today, as always, my guy, you know, me and him basically do two podcasts together. This one and on and bros who binge, my guy, Adam Schubert. Shuby, how you doing this week, brother? Doing pretty well, man. I just flew, well, not flew, but I, you know, <coughs> drove my way from the lake today. So nice. you know, getting some outdoors in. I, you know, I've been, you've outdoors been really outdoorsing out a lot. Like, yeah, you've been outdoorsing a lot. What's up with that? Yeah. You just well, like it? Okay. Yeah. Just gotta, you gotta do some things. I mean, I spent a, a weekend or a year indoors. Gotta... True. Low key. It's speaking on this. I thought about going camping. Like I thought about buying a tent. Like I've been watching a lot of TikToks of people who camp fish. Like I just want to get a tent, some stuff to cook my stuff outside and go somewhere where I can fish and wake up by a lake. But I realize that's all a pipe dream because if I camp in Louisiana, it's just going to be mosquito filled hell. And I'm just going to be so sad and then complain and make curse want to leave. And then, and then it'll just be a fight because <laughs> I, I asked to go camping and then I'd bitch out. <laughs> you got to take like a weekend trip to Tennessee or something. I feel like See, that's where you do some better camping down there. Or like in Arkansas, because Arkansas has some cool little mountain Arkansas's area. Yeah, like if I'm going to do that, I have to get outside of Louisiana. But my big trip's going to be in November when we're going to have off for a week because I'm going to Disney World. I'm hype. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking you planning hyped. on winning something around then? Uh, what you mean winning something, bro? What are you talking well, about? Well, usually when people win, they go to Disney World. Never mind. Oh, it was a sports oh. show. I, uh, yeah, corny ass. <laughs> Speaking of joining us, the editor of the Bros Who Think Network, he has a match coming up. I know I'm not, I know we promo usually at the beginning, but he has a match coming up uh, July 10th, Saturday, for one of the final spots in the summer extravaganza. He's taking on Christian Hollinger, whose interview is out, by the way. Talk mad shit about Ian. So, Ian, how are you doing, brother? You're, you'll see that tomorrow. I'm doing well, man. Uh, I'm not losing any sleep over uh, opponents' interviews. Um, I think I'll let my game do my talking for me. Okay. Um, okay. We are uh, getting hot and humid up in here in Michigan. It feels like another day in Louisiana, to be quite honest with you. I would say I had to turn my AC on for the first time this summer. Um, Lucky you, man. My AC's been on the whole fucking time. (laughs) Usually I can get away with just leaving the windows open, but today I finally caved because it was so humid after the storms yesterday. I could never, At least we're not the West. Yeah, facts. I could never live like that. That's crazy. I die in Louisiana. But glad to have you on the pod, Ian. So with that being said, those are the guys joining me. Let's get into the interview with Chris Connor, And when we come back, we'll dive into all things playoffs and sports related. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, look, I told y'all last week we weren't talking about the Pelicans. I was going to bring in a guest to get that done. We got that now. Let's bring in Chris Connor. Chris uh, of oh, hold on. Let me tell him. Let me tell him where you where you work at. Chris Connor of the Bird Rights. How are you doing today, sir? Man, as good as one can be, man. I, I don't have to like move or anything tomorrow, but um <laughs> no, nah, man. It's a 
Nah, it's a pleasure to be on, man. I'm glad we finally linked up and made this happen. Yeah, for real, because like we've, we've talked on the radio station, but now like we can really like let loose because, you know, with, with radio station nonsense. But first off, let me ask you, what has been your just take on everything that's happened with the Pelicans this offseason, the summer from the firing to, to Zion, uh, the athletic report to just just the, the feel of the team going into the summer? Well, you know, I, I think it's a, um, it's a team, it's an organization that whether they want to admit it or not, they feel some, some sort of pressure. Uh, I think it's their young superstar applying some of that pressure as well. And, you know, it's kind of, it's continuing to point to what I think we already knew that this offseason is critical for a lot of pieces and places involved. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I was told in, in regards to, for example, Stan Van Gundy being, being, being fired, you know, for example, I was told that, you know, Stan had kind of mended the fences with um, a couple of the players that reportedly had some issues with them. One being Brandon Ingram and they were, you know, they were okay. Similar to what B.I. said in his closing, uh, in his exit interview, if you will. And um, yeah, I mean, apparently, you know, I mean, you know, after that, you have a situation where, you know, I don't know what took place from 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 that period of time to the stands firing, but something happened to where, you know, the brain trust was just like, OK, you know what, we we got to we have to move in a different direction. Uh, there's something else. There's another there's a, a different change that we're going to have to make. And I don't think it's a coincidence that it's in it's involving this offseason. And, you know, even dating back to last year, well, they, you know, the end of last year, dating back to the beginning of this season throughout the year, most of us knew that no matter what they did, if they would have made the playing game this year, if they would have been um, a team that made the playoffs, them to, for them to make a certain jump, for them to, to, to make certain type of moves, this year kind of, or this offseason felt like it was going to happen. It just feels as if... Um, you just have added pressure on top of that already. Yeah. So, so with that being said, how do you think we resolve the situation and where do we start with, uh, do you believe it's Ross or do you believe it's with the coach? How do you feel we, we, we get to the right spot to where it's, it's, it's roses. <laughs> well, I mean, look, it, it, it's, it's, um, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that the players are the ones that, you know, end up nine times out of 10, um, you know, making, making some of the adjustments that are going to decide where this team goes. And what I mean, maturity, um, some individual improvements, especially from your best two players defensively, um, those things are very important. But then the, the last part of it to me is going to be the roster. You know, I, I don't think you can you can come back another season where you're starting anything close to Eric Bledsoe and Steven Adams together with the with the rest of the guys that you have on the team. Um, coaching is definitely important. And surely there's some tweaks that could be made that would probably help the team. Um, you know, I don't think you need to see a situation where they're starting out as slow as they did from a pace perspective. Uh, they you know, they finished the year, I think, in the top 10, but. In the beginning of the year, they started off playing really slow. And it didn't seem to 
to fit the guys that they had or the lineups and the, you know, the type of players that they were putting out there, their strengths, weaknesses, so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're going to have to improve the roster, man. I don't think the team is that far off from being a playoff team and beyond. I mean, um, we talked multiple times on your show. We talked multiple times on your show about them. What they surrendered 10 plus double digit leads ended up in the fourth quarter losses yeah. for them. You know, I, that's a team that's not that far away. They need some extra seasoning um, to kind of put that all together. And whether that be a tweak here in regards to shipping out this player or that player or getting more optimal fits, that's going to be important. Uh, you know, coaching, I think, shines its, shines its best in the playoffs, which is where you see guys like Budenholzer under the, under the microscope you see guys like Ty Lue getting getting optimum praise yep. because nine times out of ten, that's where you're able to see in series what coach is making an adjustment, what coach isn't, what coach is you know is seeing what's working, being being crazy with with certain type of moves and switches that they're you know they're making versus 82 games, man, um, and you got 30 teams that are that are playing. It's hard to keep up with every single small switch that guys are making unless it's um, a notable player that's being stripped of a, of a certain role or rotation yeah. spot, you know? So um, it's going to come down to these players, uh, the leadership group in there, whether that's Brandon and Zion by itself or Brandon Zion and Lonzo and whoever they continue to add around them this offseason. Now, with that being said, before we get to Lonzo, let, let's stay on the coach just real quick. Who do you think is the guy that that will inevitably be picked or and who are some of your favorites? Yeah, give give us that. Give us your favorites. And then and who do you think they'll choose? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, Lynn. I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not that guy that acts as if like I, I know, uh, you know, All a whole coaches. bunch about these, you know, about these coaches. Like I can't, um, you know, Jack Vaughn, for example. Right. The only thing that I have on you know his resume is what he did in the bubble last year as an interim coach and what he did years ago yeah. you know almost 10 years ago with Orlando which i mean how much of that do you bring into what he's going to be asked to do today with New Orleans uh, i i don't know um the only thing i have is the things that people say or that I, or that i've read about these coaches you see nothing but great things being said about Charles. You, you see nothing with great things said about Jock. Um, this team, this group, they need a, they need a people's person. Yeah. Period. Someone who knows how to how to communicate and deal with this era of, you know, athletes. And we period. see that happening with Dallas. Like Dallas went through a similar situation with Luca, lost a, a championship coach who went to a team that's. A little bit more. I would I wouldn't say older school, but there's not really a dominant young superstar really there. So I get what you're saying about a people's person. You got to connect with Brandon and Zion. And if you don't, it's not going to really work. Uh, I mean, because look, man, I mean, you got a lot of AAU babies in the league, man. Like, it's it's not you know, some of these guys aren't used to being held held accountable in the ways that, say, a coach of 20 years ago would in regards to yelling and screaming and you know, flipping things and slamming things and, you know, constantly being on a person's case or, you know, talking to, or um, kind of coaching them through the media with certain comments. 
you know, there's, you know, you have to be a little bit more creative and smoother in the way that you get to these guys if you want them to, in, in my opinion, run a run through a wall for you. Yep. Um, and you know, sometimes that's what that's what you saw with New Orleans. Or you know, some nights they come out energized, and then other nights they just look like they, you know, they look up, you know, uninspired or uninspired. I mean, so um, from what I from what I've heard about Charles Lee and Jock Vaughn, which in my opinion is really the two guys that it will probably come down to. Um, Either or is fine with me. I, I'm of the mindset, man, you could, I mean, Lynn, they could call you and have you coach from home right now, man. <laughs> it doesn't matter if those, those guys, your Don't perform. players, they have to perform. They have to dedicate themselves defensively as leaders, getting, getting everyone else on the same page. And David Griffin is going to have to make some timely changes to that start and the, to the roster in total. And I mean, like I said, it's small tweaks, man. They, they were, um, a couple, couple small injuries here, and just countless meltdowns away from being a team that would have probably been in a playoff, well, in a play-in game situation. So again, they're not that far away. Couple tweaks here, getting a coach that isn't close to fucking um, AARP eligibility, yeah. and you should be okay. <laughs> no, I'm with you, cause like. I mean, it's true. I always said, even in the offseason before this, when you have Zion and Brandon Ingram and even Lonzo, to me, if you put the right things around it, that's better than what Memphis has to offer. That's better. I mean, at this point, I think we could compete with a Dallas with Chris Tapps Porzingis not playing. But it's like what you said. It's about the roster being right. You can't have Eric Bledsoe shooting game-winning threes or last-second threes. You can't have him in there. I mean, it's, it's things like that. So... Let's start with Lonzo. Do you think they resign him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't, and I don't know if it's going to come down to pressure, you know, um, from some of the things that were said about, you know, from Zion and Brandon and just the team in general, how, how often they went to bat for Zoe, um, or, you know, how much of it is going to have to do with them genuinely believing and him continuing to take steps as a player. Then he is a guy who's gotten, who's gotten better year in and year out. Um, I go back and forth in regards to the price tag. What I would, what I would say is too much. What I wouldn't say is too much every day. I'm different. Same. But um, I do think ultimately they find a way to get it done and they bring him back um, because letting him go, I think it causes more problems than bring solutions like you have to like what is the ultimate like and if they let him go and they say all right we're gonna you know we're gonna go we're gonna go get Kyle Lowry and okay it makes sense that's what I I think that's my thoughts exactly like if you if you're not gonna bring him in you gotta bring somebody better than him in because if you don't they're gonna be upset I I mean because you already you you already know you have to replace your shooting guard position okay um, and, and, and one way or another, that, that, that's going to mean getting Bledsoe off the team. So you're going to have to find a way to, to do that. You keep Lonzo, you have him in a spot in which you can slide him into the role he was doing. You know, he was playing last year and playing, uh, you know, being a shooting guard with, that can handle some point guard responsibilities. Or B, you know, um, you know and maybe that means bringing in a more traditional point guard with him or next to him. Or, you know, that means... He's still going to play point guard, going to go back to doing a lot of the things that you saw him doing his first year, continuing to make individual improvements, hopefully with ball handling and, uh, you know, his 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 ability as a as a penetrator, 
I mean, he improved at the free throw line. You know, though maybe you know you you go that route and you bump up Nikhil Alexander Walker into a full time starting position. But we don't know how you know the coach that you know we don't know what the communication is gonna be gonna be like between Griff and the next coach that's brought in and what they ultimately want. Do they still see Nikhil as a you know as a backup? I would want to run it. To me, it, it it shouldn't have to be that difficult. Pay Lonzo, you know, uh, you know, set your price. Maybe that's I'm not paying you over twenty three million dollars a year. Uh, bring him back, bump up Nikhil Alexander Walker. Figure out, you know, if if you feel as if you need to make a splash move and get someone a little bit more modern in today's game for, from the center position, do that. See how some of these other guys look: Jackson, Kira, you know, and so on and so forth. But continue to add some veterans around the team. But whether or not you're replacing Lonzo, I think, I mean, to me, it's hustling backwards. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, like I said, you already are going to have to get rid of blood. So you could be looking at a situation where you're bringing in a completely new backcourt. Um, and you already have two guys in Zion and Brandon, who's going to take a lot of the ball handling responsibility, have the ball in their hands from a, anyway, user, from a yep. user's perspective anyway, shouldn't be that difficult. I'd bring Lonzo back. I'm with, no, I'm with you. I agree with you hundred percent. I've been saying that for months now. So with that being said, since we both agree on that, I think the writing's on the wall about Josh Hart. <laughs> like, Josh came to Twitter. We signed Najee Marshall, who kind of replaces the Josh role. I don't see him coming back. How do you feel about that? Man, and look, man, I love Josh Hart. I, I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I have a lot of people. Well, I won't say a lot, but a decent portion of uh, my guys with the bird rights. And I've seen others that just don't, that don't find Josh Hart to be extremely valuable just because, just because he's not a, he's not a consistent shooter. He, he's streaky. That's really he what He does the little down. things. That's, but that's the, that's the flip to that. But that, but uh, you know, you, but you have to ask yourself how much in this league and, um, with this team and roster and some of the like where they're at financially and some of the moves they're gonna have to make down the line you're already paying brandon a max deal you could possibly pay lonzo over 20 million a year you hopefully are gonna have to extend zion at some point you know then after that you have yeah, i mean yeah, well involved in that uh you know eventually is jackson and Nikhil. you're gonna have to make extension decisions on you got a lot of a lot of guys that are coming up right right around at the same time. So, how valuable is Josh Hart in the grand scheme when it comes in the grand scheme of things in regards to what he's probably going to think he's worth? If Josh said I want five to seven million dollars a year, what's well, no brainer? You bring him back, but that's not real. That's not what he's going to say. Yeah, yeah. He's he's probably probably looking for ten or plus million dollars a year, and I, I mean I think somebody will pay him that. Because you, at 26 years old, you're banking on the fact that, okay, he, he gives me so much from an energy and a hustle standpoint. No, he's not. He, I mean, ironically, at what, 6'4", the greatest thing he offers you on the floor outside of his energy and his intensity, communication, is rebounding, right? Yep. Um, you know, you would, but he's good or average at a lot of other things. He can defend, but he's not a great defender because he doesn't. He's not he, he's not a uh, he doesn't have the 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 quickness in yeah, short areas to be able to stay. Yeah, to stay with some of the guys that he's normally has to be tasked with. But, you know, he's going to fight through screens. He's going to die, you know, die for loose balls. He's going to give you everything. Yes, you, you want that in your locker room. But I also understand, if you, you know, if you're shooting 33 
you know, 34% from deep and you're not really great at anything else outside of rebounding, I can't pay you, pay you $10 million a year. You're already a tweener. Are you a three? Are you a two? I, I would love in my heart, I would love to have, no, no, no pun intended. I would love that Josh, Josh Hart back. But as you mentioned, I think Najee Marshall made him, I mean, if, if he was already out the door, Najee Marshall completely like stamped that with his play towards the end of the year. Yeah. And, and it's a shame. Cause like you said, I like Josh Hart as well, but it's just, there's too much, too much at stake here for us to, to give Josh Hart 10, 15, 10 between. Cause I think he's going to ask between 10 and 15 and there's no way you getting, you paying him 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And even like you said, 10. So with that being said, we have the 10th pick in the draft. First off, do you think we keep the pick? Do you think we trade it? If we keep it, I'm liking a little Corey Kispert action. I've seen a little, um, I think his name is Moses Moody, liked his gameplay. And then I got Davion Mitchell in that third spot. I have Moody one, Kispert two, Davion Mitchell three. If we keep it, where do you think we're going to end up going, whether that's trading the pick or picking a player? Man, I have no, I have no idea. I, I think before, I think a lot can happen between now and draft night. Um, maybe there's a name that's that can possibly um, be acquired in which the Pelicans feel as if this is going to be the time to kind of push that chest that they that they talk about that treasure chest of assets up, and maybe that tenth you know overall pick will be involved. Um, if you are getting rid of Bledsoe's contract on draft night, is that tenth pick involved? I don't know. Um, I am starting to think that they'll keep it only because it really feels as if like those two names that you just named or that you brought up to the table, they would be amazing fits. And it would probably be the type of guys that New Orleans would try to acquire. And if you can get them on a rookie scale deal, you know, you don't have to you, you don't, have to you, pay you don't have to right, right, right. You don't have to pay pay extra, right? Like a lot of New Orleans is in love with Duncan Robinson. I'm not, you know, but um, if you can get someone that um, maybe can give you similar production and better in other areas, like, like Moody can, for example, I think probably be better inclined to taking them. Now, if they had other holes, if they if, they, if it was a situation where they needed a point guard or you know, something like that, then I would I probably feel differently. But when you're talking about wings. Yep, 3 and D you guys. Know, uh, 3 and D guys, 3 and D capabilities, guys that can shoot. I mean, those guys are, are easier to fit, I think, on your roster and play day one in their roles than, you know, point guards are. A lot of times these young big men who have to mature, you know, physically, mentally, and, you know, and we're talking about their body. You know, look at Jackson Hayes. You know, he's still – has some work to do with his body overall. But those wing players, you see them all the time come out, come out every year. It's a deep bay last year. It's just one off the top of my head in that in that range, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that can come in and help your team right away. And if you can do it without having to pay any ridiculous amount of money, it's fine. If those two aren't there, then I think you gotta look to trade the pick or you trade down and um look for guys later on in the in the uh the draft. Well, man, as we get closer to some of these moves, when we make some more coaching decisions, we will definitely bring you back. Chris, tell the people they can follow you at on social media. Uh, Yeah, you can follow me on 
Twitter at, at Impatient Bull. Um, constantly having having fun, uh, you know, making jokes, talking, you know, giving giving opinions, going back and forth with people, just having a good conversation, man. So that's that's pretty much where you can find me. Anything that I write, that that I record, whether it's about music or it's um, you know, sports related, I you will definitely be on that. So impatient bull, check in with me. Y'all make sure y'all go follow Chris, man. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you coming on the show. We definitely going to bring you back, brother. Anytime, man. Want to say thank you to Chris Connor for coming on the show. Y'all make sure y'all go follow him at Impatient Bull. Now it's time to get into it with my guys, Shuby and Ian. So um, I guess we'll talk coaching hires since that's why Ian's on here to talk to us about like Detroit and shit before we <laughs> talk NBA playoffs. Oh yeah, no, no, they got the they got the top pick in the draft lottery. That's what it yeah. was. I thought they got a coach. Okay, so yeah, Ian, right. how do you feel? Top draft pick number one. You got Dwayne Casey as your coach. You got Killian Hayes. You got Sadiq Bay. You got Jeremy Grant. A solid young core of three, which you could add to with Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, or the number one pick that everybody thinks, Kate Cunningham. Um, personally, I'd prefer Cunningham. Um, I think he's a guy that you can build a franchise around. Um, I'm just not confident in the Pistons organization at all. I mean, at really any Detroit sports organization for that matter, considering the city itself of all four major sports teams haven't won a playoff game since 2016. Um, and we've had, uh, you know, a, a few number one picks here and there for the Pistons, but it hasn't been since the, the mid eighties. Um, and really, I mean, there's nothing like, yes, we have some good young players, but without some veteran help, uh, there's really not too much to get excited over with this team. I think they'll be middle of the pack next year. See, um, let me convince you. Without some good veteran help. Because I think if y'all get Cade, y'all are in a good space. Like, I think he is a franchise-changing player. I think Killian Hayes could be a quality number two, potential all-star. I think Sadiq Bay's three and D. Jeremy Grant's a solid veteran. If y'all pick up a veteran center and maybe like a couple veteran pieces, I'm not saying y'all make the playoffs, but y'all could be Charlotte of this year. Yeah, I mean, but it, again, I mean, we're not really going to be making too much noise. I mean, the Charlotte of this year wasn't terribly great. Yes, they made the playoffs, and that's better than the Pistons can say. Um, I just think it's going to take some 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 major work. I mean – you talk about Killian Hayes, the guy doesn't shoot the ball very well. I mean, his free throw percentage was 82%, but he was 35% from the field and 27% from the three point line. So Did that's the guy you're talking about that. Yeah, that's true. He didn't, he didn't play uh, as much as he could have, but um, you know, only 26 games. Um, but they need, I mean, they need some, some inside presence. I mean, Jalil Okafor is their only true center. Um, and while he is a high percentage shooter, the second leading, you know, shooting percentage on the team, Defense uh, from, yeah, from the floor, I mean, he's just a liability. Um, they also have Mason Plumley, who is, uh, I think would be a decent second. Um, Solid and then I, exactly. And I, Isaiah Stewart is much the same. Um, so without a, a big inside presence coming in, I think Cade Cunningham makes them better you know, offensively and probably defensively as well. If he can, um, you know, keep up with the the faster, smaller guys than him, because he is six eight. Yeah. Um, the, the inside the inside presence really makes more of an impact in the East. Because if you got to think, you know, if you're in the East, you're playing Jaleel, or sorry, 
Giannis. You're playing Embiid. You're playing yeah, Giannis. You're playing Capella. Bam. Yeah, apparently you're playing Bam. You know, you're playing the a Nets lot of- have any number of six, eleven to seven footers that they can throw at you. And see, I think that's something y'all look at in, in the offseason. But I'm going to be optimistic for y'all, because honestly, I really like the core of Sadiq Bay and Killian Hayes with Cade Cunningham. I really think y'all go play this versatile offense to where Cade or Killian can bring it up. They're all, I think Killian six, five, six, six. Sadiq Bay is like six, 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 seven. And Cade six eight, y'all are a very long athletic team throwing Jeremy Grant. That's a solid four, Ian. That's better than like, and I know this is gonna be effed up to say the Grizzlies young talent, Dylan Brooks is ske- sketchy. John Morant's solid. I don't know what I get from Jaron Jackson. I'm just saying what the Grizzlies face in the West is more daunting than the young teams y'all have to face. That's just how I feel. And maybe that's me valuing Kate Cunningham so high, even though I do think Jalen Suggs will be the best player of this draft. I just think y'all have something special building over there. Plus Dwayne Casey, which we know in from the playoffs, coaching matters because we're seeing Bud get out coach. We saw him get out coached in the Nets. Now he's doing all right because his players are picking up, but we see what Ty Lue's doing. I think y'all are okay. Schubert, how you feel about the Pistons? I, th- I think they got a good situation building. I think, I think they're going to be the playoffs soon enough. Well, I think it works out for them to be the number one pick because Kate Cunningham would really fit into their starting lineup because, I mean, he's an upgrade from Wade Ellington, hopefully. Yeah. Um, and, you know, besides him, you know, Josh Jackson never turned out to be as good as he was. Scrub. Dennis Smith Jr. Scrub. was on the team but never ended up being as good as he was. So, you know, you really need that guard that you can really depend on to be the shooter. Killian Hazel Dish. So, I mean, like, that's – Solid you know, point guard, man. He, he's your point guard. You know, he's – and now you're giving him another guard option so that he doesn't have to worry about having to, to have a big shot load. So, I mean, like they have a lot of good things to build off of, but Ian's right, you know, and an East that is really showing that your inside game matters. You're, you're going to need to find somebody who's going to have, be yeah, able to they, go up against. they have to make some moves in, in free agency. Don't get it twisted. I don't think they'll just yeah. come out the gate what they got adding Kate Cunningham and be the Charlotte of this year. But I, no, I expect some it, roster improvements. I'm just saying the core's there, which is half well, the battle. And when you have people like Josh Hart on Twitter being like, Josh Hart to the Pistons, and he'd be like, nah. nah that's, yeah, that's, just, not, that's, a, that's just not the kind of market that you're really uh, hoping it's okay. these NBA players are going to You don't take. want Josh Hart anyway, but that isn't good. That isn't good PR. But again, if y'all, let's say you don't get a big this year, but the Pistons look good at buyout deadline market, that's where y'all could maybe get a serviceable big to hold you over. But I think the core is there, which is half the battle. If y'all draft Kate Cunningham, y'all may go a different way. Y'all may trade down and be stupid. Ian, let me ask you this. How stupid is it if y'all don't draft Kate? I, I'm kind of in the ballpark, even though I think Jalen will have the best career out of everyone. I think y'all would have to be idiots not to take Kate Cunningham. Absolutely. I mean, he's the best prospect in the draft. Um, I, I don't think that the Pistons would be able to live with themselves if they, you know, either draft him and trade him or, or trade down. I heard they were going to trade, trade the down. pick down. Yeah. I, see, I don't understand what the value in that is. You already have Me a either. few second round picks as it is. Um, and like you, you say, it, that's true. If we, if we get some kind of superstar presence out of it, then I guess I'd be okay with it. If we kept most of those other guys that you named as the core. Um, so barring some outlandish trade opportunity, I don't think the Pistons should trade this away. 
Um, yeah. I, I think they should go ahead and take Cunningham and just play it safe. I mean, we've seen since 1986 or seven, I believe was the last time they had a, a, a number one overall pick. So not too often that it comes around um, unless you're just terribly bad consistently. And you and don't want to overthink it. You don't want to overthink it. You know, if you are the Pistons zone, you're thinking about it. If you trade it down to just one, one or two back, and got Mobley, who's supposed to be, you know, your big time big. Center? But okay, but then that still doesn't fill your number one scoring option. Yeah. Because Mobley's not a scorer. Jeremy Grant really shouldn't be the number one scorer. Sadiq Bey shouldn't either. And Killian, I don't think is ready for that. I think Killian's just ready to be a starting point guard that can dish. I do think he has all-star potential, but we see with guards, it takes a little while to develop sometimes. So I... I don't know, man. Yeah, we need we need somebody to score the ball in a hurry. Yeah, y'all um, need a number one option. That's a fact. But uh, oh, you got anything else? Yeah, you, you can close. Well, out. Our, our defense just needs a, a a consistent shot blocker. That's true. That's too. all I was going to say. That is true too. Now the next interesting pick is obviously my Pelicans at number ten. But just for the sake of 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 of, of giving other teams a shot, Schubert, are you interested in any of the other picks? Before the Pelicans, there's Houston at two, Cleveland at three, Toronto at four, Orlando. Well, the, first, the first four we pretty much know it's going to be a, a mixture of Cunningham, Mobley, Green, Suggs. Yeah. So that's that's what's going to happen there. I'm seeing on the mock drafts that uh, the guy from the Congo, Scotty Barnes and Davian Mitchell are pretty much everyone's next three. Um, and then other uh, after that, it's kind of a crapshoot. So. Yep, and I hopefully they, if Davion Mitchell can fall, that's good for the Pels. If not, I still have uh, Moses Moses Moody, who I think is the number one target for the Pels. Then Corey Kispert second, if you can't get a Moody. Both those guys, wings, three and D guys to add to this core that we have here. And like we talked about in the, in the interview, like if they're going to sign Lonzo, you know, you add, add a guy like Moody to this with Zion, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo, solid, solid core going forward. Get a good big man. Sky's the limit for the Pels with the new coach. However, did you see the report today, Shuby? I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but New Orleans is actively pursuing a trade for Damian Lillard to pair with Zion, trading Brandon Ingram and some of the picks. Look, I've been pro BI, but if I could get Dame time in New Orleans, <laughs> it's a game I'm changer. Buying, I'm sure. buying a Damian Lillard jersey the day the trade happens. Do you want to give up Brandon Ingram just for Damian Lillard? I mean, Damian Lillard is not towards the end of his career, but in the latter half of his career, I would say. See, Ian, and Brandon pro- Ingram is just getting started. He's. I think. I think Lillard's got three, four prime years left, and that's right. That's how you. Those are the years you want to get Zion on board. And see, that's the thing. It's such a hard situation because Zion wants to be in the playoffs now. If Dame is the number one option with Zion right now while he's growing and you can make the playoffs, get Zion to be on board, you can then move Dame to a Chris Paul-esque role with Zion being the number one option because I do think Dame has four to five more prime years before he gets into that Chris Paul stage of his career. So I think... Based upon what I'm hearing about Zion wanting to win now and and Dame's a culture shifter, someone that's like, OK, yeah, we put B.I. by you, Zion, but we're, we're giving you Dame, the second best point guard in the league. Like, 
There's nothing better than that. And and then you can trade Bledsoe, not sign money on Lonzo. If you do it, it just makes a lot of sense money-wise. It appeases Zion. Yes, it it sorry, BI. Sorry, Lonzo. But you know, we're an instant they, playoff team. But who do they get to replace that that presence on the wing? <laughs> I mean, I who's know. their who's their second option now to Lillard and the guards at oh, all? Go, they, guards, if, we're okay with Nikhil Alexander Walker, Kyra Lewis Jr. We're okay on the guard front. It's the wings where we're dry. We only have Najee Marshall. We would have to do some roster. I was upheaval. speaking one, two, and three. Sorry. Mm. We would I mean, have who, to do some roster upheaval. That's the thing. And if they yeah, want they the tenth pick, else. If they want the tenth pick, then we'll trade for theirs. Kispert's a guy that could fall to that pick that they have. So, I mean, it's possible. Yeah, some guys that are unrestricted free agents this year for guard, uh, small forward, uh, DeRozan, Oladipo, Hardaway Jr. That's someone you take a chance on. That's someone, the if, if the Dame trade goes through, that's someone you take a chance on. Hardaway Jr., pluck him from Dallas and have a starting lineup of Dame, Hardaway Jr., Najee Marshall, Zion, and whichever center we can get. Ian, your boy, Denzel Valentine. Ugh, gross. <laughs> he's, he's had way too many injuries at this point. Don't trust that man. Gross. Anybody else, Schubert, that's of, of note? Uh, what, on, on, the, on the unrestricted free agent market? Mm-hmm. Uh, Dinwiddie, um, Cameron solid. Payne has had a really solid playoffs. Both guys could be solid backups. Um, Danny Green's a little old. Yeah, don't want the DG, no sir. Uh, bring Etwan Mar back to the Pelicans. Oh God, no! Keep keep Uncle Etwan in Phoenix. Jesus. Uh, but that's about it. Mm. Okay, so guys, look, Reggie Jackson's un- unrestricted, but I mean, that's you know, don't really need him. If we can get Dame, I'm just telling you, Ian, I'm gonna go crazy. Pelicans to the playoffs, Pelicans are shot at the finals. I'm just saying, Dame and Zion, <laughs> I believe, <laughs> I believe. So, you know, we'll keep you guys up to date on that. Hopefully, the coaching decision gets taken care of sooner rather than later. Dame got put in a shitty situation, man. I didn't know the Chauncey Billups stuff, and I was pro Chauncey Billups a week ago. Didn't know the whole rape allegation thing, and then Dame didn't know it either. Fans kind of got on him. I don't think that's his fault. I don't think the fans should get on him, but, you know, they're going to say do your homework, but the, I don't, the I don't one think Dame paid attention. He's not a lawyer. He, he's not actively investigating court records. He's not the fucking owner. The, oh, if yeah. anybody should get problems, it's the owner. You do your due diligence with hiring. I'm not supposed... Like, okay, that's like if at my job, I say, hey, my friend Schubert deserves a job. But they go and check, like... The, 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 the people don't do a background check. Whose fault is that? Me for saying my friend Schubert should get a job? Or the fucking company that hired Schubert not knowing that... He's a crazy guy. Like, it's not my fault. Like, fuck. Yeah, hire some lawyers, do mm-hmm. a background check, maybe talk to some people in the, in law enforcement if you got some connections and figure out what's going on. I mean, Facts. that's not on the players. That's why they're not managers. Also, if you want to make them managers, so, pay them manager salary. Also, so who, P.S. Schubert is a good hire. I, I just use that as an analogy. Yeah. Who does Dame want as his coach? Well, it's not that who he wants. It's that the fans are giving him pushback because they hired Chauncey Billups because he had a rape case against him. Oh. Like like Jason Kidd in a similar situation. Or it might have been sexual assault. I don't know which one it was. I'm just trying to remember off of what I saw for Twitter. It's kind of, it's kind of uh, bad when your other two options that you were going to hire were women. 
And that's the thing. The, the, the top people they had on the list were Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups. And then they put two women as the other things. It's like, yeah, Don Staley and Beck Hammond. It just makes it seem like you only put them on there to cover up for the fact that you wanted to hire Jason Kidd and Chauncey Billups. I get how the optics look, but that's not Damian Lillard's fault. That's the owner's fault. So I'm sorry. Fans, y'all shouldn't be getting on Dame. Should be the owners, the GM, the people who hire these people. So, you know, but hey, yeah. Dame, Dame said, huh, I see how it is. Bet. He said, big bet. So now he want to leave? Y'all forced him to leave? I see you. Dame, look, in New Orleans, you can have a party on Bourbon Street. I'll come and buy you beignets personally. I'll drive you around for a week if you want. I'll just like be a hobo and live in my car, pay gas and drive you around. We'll, uh, we'll get the finest strippers on Bourbon Street to come through. Or if you got a wife, hey, we'll take you to Surge with Drew Brees, Dave and Busters. Have a good time with you and your kids. Well, just kick it, man. We'll have a good time. Come to New Orleans, get your hand grenade, and, you know, have a good time. I, I'm, I'm pro Dane to New Orleans. Where else do you want to go? Like, Philly? Philly can't right. trade for you. Philly has Ben Simmons, but if I'm, if I'm Portland, I'm taking Brandon Ingram over Ben Simmons. If I'm... Dallas, I'm taking Brandon Ingram over Chris Stapps. Only team that I think can have a real option is if is the Thunder. But like, what are you gonna do? Trade Shea Gilgis Alexander? So eh, they're scratch. Denver's the only team I'm scared of if they're willing to get rid of Jamal Murray. Now, if that happens, that trumps anything we can give. But if they're gonna keep Murray, then I think we got the best. I think we got the best shot. I think people are being ridiculous saying the Knicks because I'm sorry, Schubert, y'all don't have anything that can beat our offer. Of Brandon Ingram in these picks. Well, I think I think the Knicks are looking at Lonzo now. I think y'all are y'all in the Celtics. I think that's yeah. the competition right now. Yeah. So you know. Well, one other draft thing I want to say though is that the mock drafts are saying that Davion Mitchell is going to go to the Warriors. Can you imagine what that would be like? That'd be Clay huge. Thompson comes back. Mitchell Mitchell would be that solid six seventh guy on that roster playing that Iguodala defense. They passed I mean, up on Lamelo Ball. Mitchell's, Mitchell's a good defender and scorer. That's something they could use. So you know, we're gonna have to keep a, keep an eye out. Now there was a game tonight. Before we get to tonight's game, let's talk Phoenix Suns and Clippers because I believe that series is over. Phoenix is up three one. The next game is tomorrow night. Is it Phoenix and five? That's kind of what I'm feeling. I feel like Chris Paul's getting it done. I feel like Chris Paul has too much going on with 3-1. It's time for him to break it, get to the finals. Devin Booker getting to the finals. I think DeAndre Ayton has been arguably the best player in this series. I think he earned his contract. I think he's showing why he's a number one pick. I really love Ayton. As great as Luka and Trey are, Ayton has been playing well. And for that team, I can finally say this. He was the right pick for the Suns. I understand the Suns could have got Trey Young. I understand the Suns could have got Luka. But for Devin Booker and his future with Mikael Bridges, Aiton is the right second option. Unlike Porzingis, he's showing up on defense and offense. Aiton's been great. And I said it all season. He was battle-tested in the playoffs against AD. He was battle-tested against Jokic. This is a cakewalk. He's facing Zubac. He went from AD to Jokic to Zubac. He's been killing. Schubert, what's your thoughts on this? Chris Paul making the finals. Is it time? 3-1? I mean, Paul George is over. All I know is that if we run last week's tape, I said Suns in five, and it's gone exactly the way I said. You did. Said, you did. I said the Suns would take it, take their home home wins. Ty Lue, Mr. Adjustment, come win game three. Suns will win game four, and they'll finish at home. That's what it's looking like. Ian, how are you feeling about this? 
are are you a believer in the Clippers mojo? Like, can Paul George get it back? <laughs> Did you watch the end of that game? Yeah, it was I mean, bad. They, the, the Clippers deserve to lose that game. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul George misses a, a free throw. Boogie um, has a bonehead lapse of just throwing it against the backboard. <laughs> it looked like they were trying to lose that game. It looked like they wanted to go down 3-1 just to prove they could come back somehow. I mean, it, people are going to cite the refs. Kawhi Leonard. But like, oh, give me a break. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy the refs didn't make that call because if they'd have made that call two times in a row, I'd have lost faith in basketball because the only reason why that call is made is because you're making it zooming a hundred times in freeze framing when in reality, every time high school, college, anytime someone hits a deflection out of bounds, it's out on the defense. Usually. Yeah. I mean, nine times out of 10. So my thing is, I hate that call. I hate that call they made in game two. I think the instant replay leads to a lot of uh, paralysis by analysis. You know, they just, they look at it so many times they don't even know what's going on anymore. Very few instances do I think the replay actually provides something valuable. Do I think it's a good tool and should they continue looking at things at the end of the game? Of course. Sure. But I don't think it's the, you know, make or break that sometimes we take it to be. I mean, really just let them play at the end of the game. Especially in a game like that where the Clippers are doing dumbass things like missing free throws, keep giving the ball back to Paul George, uh, DeAndre Jordan's gaff. I mean, at that point, you've you've worn out your karma and you deserve to lose that game, in my opinion. So now they're going back to uh, Phoenix. uh, uh, Barring some miracle, Kawhi Leonard will not be back. Um, so the, he's out already. This, game, this, this series is over. Yeah. The, it's going to be Suns and five. And, um, you know, they'll wait the winner of Milwaukee and Atlanta. And they're my yeah. favorites in the finals. They're my favorites. So, you know, yeah, like, like Ian said, Zubach was gassed. Fucking Paul George was missing jumpers, but I'm not mad at Paul. I've been seeing people have been making jokes at him. Paul did his thing, man. He got him to this far. He's been playing really well without a secondary star. I'm not mad at him. I don't think Man, the, the pandemic P name is necessary right now. No, I mean, I think Paul George has been doing, has been showing his worth mm-hmm. a little bit. I mean, I think yeah, he's still a superstar caliber player. I think he proved he's still a top 15 player. Like I truly believe that before I did my top 40, I can tell you exactly where I have him. I did my top 40 and I think my top 40 is wrong. I think I need to redo it and I'll do one with y'all. But my top 40, when I did it, let's see. I have Paul George at 19. I have Trey Young, Zion, Booker, right. Mitchell, Tatum, Beal, Kyrie, Dame, Giannis, Steph Curry, AD, LeBron, Jokic, Luka, Joel Embiid, James Harden, Kawhi, and KD all above him. But I think after this, maybe I rated Beal too high. Maybe Beal should be at 19. Paul George should be at 13. I don't think Beal's had the opportunity to show that he's – but I think he is probably better than Paul George at this point. Maybe, maybe. as a as a player, but like he just don't have the opportunity because he plays for such a hey, trash team. Leave, you want to stay there? Paul George took took Donovan Mitchell out the playoffs with Mike Conley. Like, let's give Paul George his props. So you know, but I do think that series is over now. Well, tonight's game. Well, what's what's the what's the conversation around the whole blowing up the Clippers deal? This is the second time they squandered this opportunity. Kawhi you know, might Kawhi leave, man. Leave again? Kawhi might go to Golden State. Like, it's possible. What do you mean? Yeah. That's where he's. That's the rumor. The rumor has been Golden State, Miami. Go to Miami. I don't think he should go to Miami. Honestly, after seeing what Miami did this year, 
I, I'm I'm trying to sell my Tyler Hero stock like it's fucking AMC. Like I'm, I'm, I'm late. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's going to get to a point where I'm going to start like questioning Steph's legacy if Steph if Steph is going to keep getting all these dudes to come join his team. Like, oh my god, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, I'm seriously break. like 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 Steph has a good opportunity to, to show like how, how many, many championships me, did he have Clay, to get to by himself. Well, not by himself, but with him, Clay Thompson, and Draymond, how many did they go to before Katie got there? Was it four or five in a row? No, it was. Uh, get, it was like two. They got an opportunity to run it back. That's what I'm just saying. Like a little while ago, like they have a chance that they're gonna have a good enough team that they don't even need Kawhi Leonard. But I'm but just why saying, don't have him if he wants to be there, why don't we ever what say that hurt? with Magic Johnson? Magic Johnson had James Worthy and Kareem, but no one ever says like, oh, Magic. Have you watched <laughs> Magic? Have had you too watched much Magic talent. Johnson's tape. Have you watched Magic Johnson's tape? I have. Magic Johnson is the best passer of all time. For sure. I'm not hating on your guy. I forgot you're a Michigan State guy. I'm not hating on him. Yeah, I'm just don't saying. Don't be disrespectful to Magic Johnson in my presence. He's still number one point guard, in my opinion. I'm just saying, Schubert can't say that about Steph when we have Larry Bird playing with Kevin McHale and fucking but like, Robert but Parrish. He, like, those guys weren't on teams and had won championships elsewhere and just been like, oh, yeah, you know what? Like, let me just join but it's the, uh, but the Lakers I, or I, the Celtics. I, can, I look at it different because that era was about GM wheeling and dealing. This is about players moving. It's just similar. It's just the GMs aren't wheeling and dealing. The players are in control of it. But, I mean, it hasn't I, happened yet, so I'm not going to worry about it. I don't even understand why this is an argument surrounding the NBA. Like, if you're the Golden State Warriors, for example, and you want to take Kawhi, and you have the money to take Kawhi? Do why it. did you not take Kawhi? Like, Steph is over there saying, please, God, let Kawhi come to <laughs> the Golden State Warriors. I don't give a shit what the fans think of me if they think I'm an asshole. Yeah, I'm trying I to win a championship. Because I want another easy championship. And, and because KD, Kyrie, and James Harden are coming. There, the better. They're still going to pay. That's, that's also a good point, way. Lyndon. Yeah, let me make a good point there because the Nets already are kind of like this. The Nets are coming. Like, thing. people don't realize, like, I know we're having fun with this. Ooh, everybody's different. We got Trey. We got Booker. We got Embiid. Like, young guys taking over the league. I'm buying into the Kool-Aid. I talk about it all the time. But in the back of my mind, next year, the league will be in Shit's Creek because if Kyrie is fully healthy, James Harden, if, if James Harden is in shape and in fully healthy with a healthy KD, there's no way they fucking lose. Like, what are we talking it, about? It's amazing to me that they lost this year. I mean, it. If Blake they, Griffin gives them anything, what they like, what they got oh. from him this past year, <laughs> which is a different conversation. Your and, man Blake um, Griffin, Kaiser Soze, y'all, bro. He's straight up Kaiser Soze, y'all. Do you know what that means? If you don't, I have no idea what that means, but I think I understand the intention. I, I, I don't want to say anymore. I don't. He, he, I, I'm scratching our running back pool. I'm scratching our running back pool. I'm letting you know years. right now. I'm scratching running back. We're not reviewing Steven Spielberg. We're not reviewing Paul Thomas Anderson. We are doing <laughs> usual suspects. I, I'm not even putting a poll out. Like the fact that you don't know what Kaiser Soze mean, I have to stop this. I have to stop. Not say anymore. We're going to review that. Shubert, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry I let you down. Good ass movie. <laughs> I failed. I failed the team on this one. That well, I'm glad I'll you don't know because I'm not going to say anymore. Because when you find out, you're going to be like, holy shit, that happened. <laughs> Well, and Spencer Dinwiddie is going to make a big difference for the Nets when he comes back as well. If he, if, so, if, okay. if, if he comes back, yeah, why, he co because he might want more money. Agent. He, he might want more oh money because they can't pay him Give that me a much. Break. So, but if I mean, if you're Spencer Dinwiddie and you leave the Nets to go somewhere else, you're a dumbass because you're giving away an opportunity to ring. Yeah, if he stays, in my opinion, 
if he stays, that's even more so why the Nets don't lose. So if I'm Kawhi and I'm looking at it, who can pay for me? Golden State, and I play with Steph and Clay and Draymond and Davion Mitchell pick and Andrew Wiggins? <laughs> what? That's what I'm saying. If you want to have a legitimate shot of beating the Nets, then you go to the Warriors. And if the Warriors can afford to pay you, all the better. I mean, if I'm Kawhi, I'm taking maybe a $10 million pay cut to go to the Warriors. I'm doing that over one of my Miami. Championship. Especially if Clay Thompson is back 100% healthy next year, that would be scary. No, I'm, even I'm doing that over Miami because I'm choosing Stephen Clay over Bam and Jimmy. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Just circling back to like this year and things, like, I think this was the last chance for the Clippers. I mean, I think it squandered it. I think it's over. Yeah, it might be over. And then well, what if I, Paul you know, George? The series leave? isn't over yet, so I mean, we'll see what happens. But like, like, what if Paul George leave? Where does Paul? Where could Paul George go? Like, anywhere. I know people don't think about that, but if Paul George is smart, man, maybe go to Philly, Paul George. Like, <laughs> we'll take him in Detroit. Oh no, he doesn't want to go back to Doc Rivers. No, I'm sorry, he does not want to go back to Doc Rivers. You know what? You know where Paul George should go? Dallas. Like, I feel like the Pelicans and Dallas are these two hotbed teams. I don't think Paul George would come to New Orleans. I'm not that nonsensical and fan biased. But I think, da- problem. I think Dallas. Now, if, they, if the Dame trade happens before Paul George's free agency, ask me that in a couple months if that trade happens. But as of today, I think Paul George should go to Dallas. I think that would be huge, especially with Tim Hardaway as a free agent. You get a legitimate score. You don't like Chris Stapps, Porzingis. You can try to get rid of him if the if the Clippers blow it up. I feel bad for Ballmer. Ballmer's about to be in the draft lottery. He paid a lot of money for this team and didn't get any results, you know. But I think he should keep Ty Lue as a coach because he's a good coach. Yeah. yeah but if should. you're Ty Lue, do you want to stay there? Like, I think at that point, it depends on what else comes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. True. true, true, true. All right, let's talk about tonight's game. Well, the game that happened by the time you guys hear this yesterday, uh, Hawks versus Bucks. The Bucks take a 2-1 lead. It looks like it's done for the Hawks. I picked Hawks in seven. Maybe I was drinking the Hawks Kool-Aid too much. Well, I mean, hey, game one. I game mean, one, I they was, won. Yeah. I was like, I was sitting here thinking, I was like, oh, Justin was ta- Justin was saying, being like, oh, the Hawks aren't going to win this series. I'm like, look at this, Justin. Game one. The issue uh-huh. is he has no true second option. Bogdanovich is, is crap in the bed. Bogdanovich is supposed to be his second option. And with without Hunter there... He's missing a true second option because Dylan O'Gallinari is supposed to get 18 off the bench. John Collins is getting 13. Kevin Hurst is getting his 11. But if Lou Will's not playing well with Bogdanovich, there's no way they can do it. Like, Trey Young needs help. Trey Young's having to get 30 and 40 every night when he might need to get 40 and 50 to win. Like, let's not act like game one he had didn't have 41 points. And the fact that the Bucs are figuring it out, Giannis got 33 and Middleton had 38. Like, Trey needs help, man. And... Bogdanovich isn't giving it to him. And I think he's really missing DeAndre Hunter. And I think to me, this is telling me that DeAndre Hunter is really their second option. It's not Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich just might be a role player. So very interesting with this Hawks team. But again, I think they're playing with house money. Like no matter how well they do, like even if they went to the finals and lost or if they lose out here, I think this is a win season for them. So I, I just think it might be done with. I think the Bucs just might be too experienced, too strong for them to finish this out. Schubert, how do you feel about the rest of the series? No, I completely agree with you. I mean, like the Hawks to get as far as they've gotten at this point is already a win. So, you know, I think they're going to keep fighting hard. They may get one more because, you know, they just might. Uh, Trey might blow up one game. You know, Kevin Herter might blow up one game. But, uh, yeah, I think at this point they've kind of see what they need to do moving forward. And with the Bucks, 
I mean, they're in a win now situation. I mean, yeah, did you guys see that video where Giannis is like, I've gone through this, I've gone through that, I've gone through, you know, bad, I've gone through missing free throws, I've gone through airballing in the fourth quarter. Like, you know, I mean, he's had, he's taken his licks. I mean, this is his opportunity to get to the finals, and I think he's going to get there. We'll just it's see just, what happens when it happens. Yeah, when you fake Chris Paul, who took his licks, I think Chris Paul and Devin Booker might beat out Giannis in them. I really believe that because I don't think. Chris Paul, Aiden, and Giannis. Are, I mean, Chris Paul, Aiden, and Booker are going to take it lying down. I'm picking them over the Bucks. I do not want the Bucks to win the championships. I'm so anti-Bucks this year. Gosh, I hate them. I hate them. They took out the Nets. I was pro-Nets. Ian, how do you feel about this series? Do you think the Hawks have a chance? Uh, I wouldn't put it past Trey Young to have some spectacular performance one more time, uh, but I don't think they win more than one more game. Um, yeah. I think the Bucks take it in six at the most. Um, and I, I would like to see the Bucks win if only because Brent Forbes is a Michigan state guy and it would be cool to see him get a ring. But other than that, I could care less who comes out of the East. Um, I agree with you that I think Forbes. I mean, you gotta support the MSU guys. What do you want from me? I know, I know. I'm shit. I don't think, uh, you can consider this a bad season or even an average season for the Hawks. I think this is a great season for them. Um, there's absolutely no shame in going to the Eastern Conference Finals and losing to the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so I think, you know, whether they win another game or not, I think they can walk away with their heads held high. Um, and they need to and, give Nate uh, just try a and blank get, check and make him yeah. the full-time coach instead of interim. Yes. It's time. Well, I think, like you say, I think they just need a, a viable second option for Young, and they're right back in it next year. And I think they got one. So. I think DeAndre Hunter could be that. Maybe Cam Reddish. I think they have one there, and I don't think they need to stress about free agency. I actually think they've built this team the right way to where they'll be back next year if DeAndre Hunter is that true second option. And if Cam Reddish can step up, then they have three guys with Herter being a solid role player, or maybe Herter steps up. But I think whoever is the next option is in that building. So I like what the Hawks got. Shoot, is there anything else we got to talk about besides that? I think I think we covered about how we feel about the rest of these two series going. Yeah, I mean, no football yeah. news really. Mm, no, no football news. Tom Brady said real. his career is winding down, but hey, he what did else? On is the water still wet. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. about it. Yeah, I mean, we're much. still waiting. We're still waiting to see what happens if the if Aaron Rodgers gets moved. It's probably not going to happen. The Olympic uh, basketball team got announced. I think it's like Dame, uh, Dame Draymond, Kevin, Kevin Love, Love. Clay, uh, not Middleton. Clay Thompson, Middleton. Drew Holiday, KD, Booker, if he doesn't make it to the finals, Beal, Tatum, and I think there might be, like, a couple other guys, but that might be it. That's just me going off of memory. We should win, you know. I think it'll be more difficult, though, because we got to face the Lukas, the Jokic's, the Giannis's, but I think we should still win. Yeah, probably so. Should. Also, shout out uh, Shakari Richardson winning the track stuff. Shout out to you, girl. Kicking ass. Um, how's hockey looking, Shuby? What's what's the updates? You, who you pulling for? Oh, yeah, uh, watching because the Penguins well, are out. Well, it's Tampa and um, the oh, Canadians. Crap. The Canadians, and what's really cool about that is the Canadians were pretty. It's like, um, uh, is it some real Mighty Ducks shit? Under well, no, I mean no. The the Canadians before we were born, mm-hmm. they were the dominant hockey team. They won all the championships. It was like the Boston or like UCLA early on, where uh, like they. And aren't they retiring a, a, leg, a legendary stadium too? 
I don't, I wouldn't know that. But like they've won like eleven championships or something like that. I mean, like they're just the dominant NHL team, but they haven't been here in a very 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 like since nineteen ninety three. So it's uh almost it's, a de- almost it's cool to have them have them back in the in the hunt. Um, and especially since it was so difficult with Canada and U.S. going up back, uh, you know, with travel because of COVID. And like now they're you know with, with the playoffs they got to travel and face each other so canada versus u.s is kind of the battle of last year's champions against the team who has the historic legacy so it's interesting but i mean you ain't been paying attention i got you i got you okay that's pretty much it then yeah so um i'll start off with ian yeah so now you guys know run it back it's gonna be usual suspects ian just chose that force i'm dead ass and we're gonna get that we're gonna get that to you soon i gotta move first but ian tell the people they can follow you at on social media uh you can find me on twitter at ian bwt uh you can follow me on instagram at ian holly 12 uh, and you can find a link to my music in both of those places Y'all make sure I'll go check out Ian's music and give him a follow. Schubert, uh, tell the people where they can follow you out on social media. What are we doing this week for Bros Who Binge? I'm excited to talk Bachelorette because I'm ready to watch this episode on Monday. I'm hype. Yeah, it should be interesting because uh, what's-his-face Blake from the other season should be showing up. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about that at the very end. But yeah, for that's, for like, who, that's for diehards. That's yeah, for, like, for people who want to stay to the very end. But uh, Our for trash people- talk fans. For all the people who want to check out Bros Revenge this week, we'll definitely be talking about Loki and Dave. Um, but other than that, I mean, we'll just wait and see what, what news pops up. But we got some trailers. Uh, Halloween Kills trailer I'm excited to talk to you about. It looks pretty fire. Did you watch? Are you going to watch Fast? Like, should I go watch Fast? I'm not going to watch Fast. So. <laughs> I'm a, I've only watched two of the Fast and Furious movies. So, like, what, if I'm watching Fast 9, to be like, what the heck is all this I stuff? would lie like, to the fans and tell them I'll have a chance to go watch it. But between tomorrow moving and my birthday, having to eat birthday dinner with my girlfriend, that's, I'm, that's not going to happen. So yeah. maybe fast so, will be reviewed in two weeks. I'll try to watch it. I mean, I'm not watching point. like at all. So I'll, I'll, I'll watch it to tell the people like how trash that franchise is. I got to go see what Tyrese Gibson is doing again. Bow Wow, Tokyo Drift. They're going to space. I got to go see those dudes go to space. I got to. You have to. That's absolutely to. something that you need to see. I have to make fun of it, Ian. Like. I am anti Fast and the Furious, anti Transformers. I think those are horrible franchises. However, I do think Transformers is changing. I think Michael Bay Transformers is ass. But I'm so anti Fast and the Furious that the fans of Bros Who Binge expect me to shit on it. There's a war in the Discord. Like Louise, uh, Damo, fucking so many of them love Fast and the Furious. I'm just like, bro, y'all like that shit is asshole. Lyndon, you're telling me you don't like family? That's what you're telling me? Um, yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I do not like family. <laughs> <laughs> not a big family values guy. That's mm-hmm. where we're getting from this. No, sir. Yeah. No, sir. But Schubert, we're almost to Black Widow. We're definitely going to be reviewing that. We're counting down the days. We're almost there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my girlfriend's got the hookup. She works at one, uh, the McWayne Science Center in Birmingham. So, like, that. You know, oh, nice. They they, yeah, they have an IMAX theater or whatever. And she gets, <laughs> so, I'm going to go watch Black Widow in the IMAX theater on the cheap. That's so I'm lit. Pumped. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna definitely try to go to Black Widow on the ninth because on the tenth we got this man taking on Christian Hollinger. I need to do his pre his uh interview at some point this week for you guys to talk fear from. But Christian Hollinger's giving him that heat. That's out tomorrow for you guys to hear. The match is July 10th. 
Um, it's gonna be at 7 p.m. Central Time, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, live on twitch.tv. This is for one of the final spots in the summer extravaganza for the belt. Ian, as an underdog, I'm gonna just ask you this now. I'll probably clip this. This might be your interview. I don't know. We may give you your own. I don't know. We'll talk about it. How do you push me to the side like that? How do you feel about having to take one of the harder roads where you have to win this match to get in? And then you have to win round one of the tournament, round two of whoever wins, and then you finally face me four matches to get the belt. How do you feel about this road? Are you ready coming out of the loser's bracket? I feel like you're an underdog, and I feel like the fans feel you're an underdog. How do you feel? I mean, I feel that, um, you know, no pain, no gain, as they say. Um, I think the the title would mean that much more given the road I would have to take to get there. Facts. Um, so I'm not afraid of the challenge. Uh, you know, you just take the take the questions as they come. That's really all you can do. All right. Bad, bad, bad. We'll do your interview because I'm gonna get you to talk shit on, on Christian when I by myself because I do my ways. But Shuby, man. We're almost there. Summer extravaganza. I'm hype. You know, I need I wanted a tester match before the champion. I don't know if I'm gonna get that now. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna just be going into it. I gotta that's okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, yeah, you know, maybe a river over there. <laughs> maybe we'll get an opportunity to practice at the at the live events. Ooh, that'd be lit. That would be lit. That would be lit. Speaking of, we're gonna drop the tour date soon. Just waiting on some confirmations, but you'll be seeing Anime Talking Bros Who Binge Live soon enough. But that's all we got this week for Chris Connor, for Ian, for Schubert, for Ju- uh, Brooklyn, for Doom. Justin was not on this week, but shout out to my guy, Justin. You guys have a good one. We'll talk to you next Monday. Until then, peace.